0: Hello, and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NEZ.
1: And I'm Leia KN6NWZ.
0: And we like to talk about the radios. So let's get started, shall we? Hello, Leia. This is Hello. the beginning of the break. We are going on to holiday break time.
1: I mean, you are.
0: I am. The kids are.
1: Yeah. Not so
0: much. 75% of the family is on break. Yes. <laughs> So that's good for me.
1: I I realize that Christmas is very close now. But in order to manage my stress about it, mm-hmm. I keep making it feel like it's far away. <laughs>
0: that's always the way to deal with something. Is to bury it deep, deep, deep down.
1: I mean, all the presents are wrapped. No, you're, uh, you are far, like,
0: I, I think... You're very well prepared for Christmas. Every year you have a a coping mechanism that you've built. You have a
1: dialed in preparing, system. You have a
0: system, it works and it's it's done early enough that there are plenty of ways that you can correct Yes. As you go along, you're never scrambling for gifts aside from like the inevitable so-and-so's coming.
1: Aside from you. what is what, how, how It's always last minute. Oh, you know what? I forgot I need to get such and such for so-and-so. Right. And but, like,
0: but that's going to happen. All right. I, I don't know how you avoid that. Like, I don't know how you you build that out of a human being. Like, everybody's going to do that. But having that happen while you're still trying to buy and wrap and deal with the ones that you remember the week mm-hmm. before, not yeah. a great place to be. You that's were true. done last week, and you had the the, the shopping was all pretty much done. Yeah. Black Friday. That's mm-hmm. always your goal is to just knock it all out. The
1: no, by Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday is my
0: the majority of your orders and everything is just done, and then we can kind of just let it trickle in because inevitably shipping can take time on some of these things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you do a great job. Thank I, you. I think, it's, Thank it. I think you. it's a wonderful job. But otherwise, how's, how's the week been? Just
1: just so everybody knows, Christmas is Monday. That's crazy, <laughs> crazy. So, uh, enjoy your weekend.
0: I mean, <laughs> it's going to be a good weekend. I'm going to have some fun. <laughs> you are? Yeah.
1: It's raining here.
0: Yeah, by the time you guys are downloading this, if you're some of the early risers, make sure you hop on over to Jason, Ham Radio 2.0 stream, 10, p- 10 a.m. Uh, PST time, local time for me. Uh, I'll be live with him. Don't know what we're talking about. I don't know. He has he hasn't been ominous, but he hasn't told me anything about what the live stream's on. He's
1: gonna finally confront you <laughs> <laughs> for all the misdeeds. It's Festivus. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> he's,
2: <laughs> he's gonna give the it. airing of grievances. Yes, yes. <laughs> I like it. I like it.
0: Well, that's good. That's good. Should be a fun. Should be a fun show. You make sure you check into that. And then later on in the afternoon, by the way, in that time between the Jason stream and the Mike stream, is going to be me feverishly trying to put together a christmas light antenna so that's going to be fun for everyone uh and then um five o'clock 5 p.m mike Kate mrd doing a live stream do you remember last year's live stream Leah? the
1: did it involve cats no oh. uh, no satan was in it yeah satan <laughs> okay. was on it
0: um he streamed for nine hours
1: oh man. do you remember this
0: that i was in probably five hours of it I was in for so long I, that I'm like... I
1: was probably not happy. No, yeah. You <laughs> were like, what are you doing?
0: I even <laughs> took a break. I think I took a nap, a, a <laughs> midstream nap, ate dinner. Then I came back and it was... A raucous affair. I don't even... That's still... Is he drinking Mike, the whole time? Oh, yeah. He oh, was, no. He was... In, he,
1: <laughs> so that turned into a Festivus. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was
0: that was something. Uh, that's still available, I believe, Festivus
1: on for the rest of us.
0: But this year, totally doing um, 360 degrees and moonwalking out of there.
1: One minute live stream. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, no. It's still going to be a, a proper live stream. Maybe not nine hours. I'm guessing it won't be. But it is now a charity event. We've been... We got it all squared away. The AWRL, specifically <laughs> K five ATA Steve okay. with the Teachers Institute. Right? We we love Steve. We love what he does. The outreach for amateur radio. All
1: right. All right.
0: All of the super chats, anything that comes into my channel during the live stream goes straight to Steve's efforts to Steve's budget.
1: So let me get this straight. Yeah. You guys. Mm-hmm decided that you're going to do a telethon.
0: We're doing a telethon. Okay. Yes, yeah.
1: Who says that Ham Radio is not advancing?
0: <laughs> there was a joke, too, that I actually need to look up what Jerry Lewis wore. And I'm going to try and be the Jerry Lewis of the of the talk show. Please don't. Really put some age on it. I don't know what Mike said he was going to do. He had some plan for... for Jerry, Jerry
1: Lewis has had some real problematic... Uh, Asian acting done in his history. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Do not do that.
0: No, that was a different person.
1: That wasn't Jerry Lewis?
0: No. The nutty professor? Was he Asian? Jerry Lewis was the nutty professor. You think you're Mickey Rooney?
1: Oh, am I confusing him with Mickey Rooney? I think
0: you are. Like Mickey Rooney played the Asian guy in Breakfast at Tiffany's.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's that was Mickey Rooney. Different 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 actor. Okay. Anyway. I take it back. So, if you're not doing anything, telethon on. If you hear this podcast and you're like, oh, what am I going to do with my Friday? Someone
1: needs to dress up as Dean Martin. That could be Steve. You you need. uh, We're going
0: to have to get him some kind of hair solution.
1: You need someone to pop in as Audrey Hepburn. (laughs) Not me. (laughs) Maybe Amanda.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Maybe that's what we need to do. We need to coordinate special guests that'll just hop on. (laughs) <laughs> i'll i'll I'll, t- I'll get mike right on that yes. in the hours before his life like oh by the way mike
1: we've decided we've decided that you need
0: to coordinate all the special guests that we're gonna have on the telethon <laughs> that we're doing but yeah so th- the cool thing about this is if you have a charity youtube takes no cut that funnels all the way through, wow. straight to it so anything we make goes straight to teachers institute we don't touch it it goes straight to them everything's done it's all sorted out it's gonna be great i'm very excited
1: sounds great Yeah,
0: so without further ado, thanks, everybody, for coming out to the HAM Radio Crash Course. We'd like to kick off the podcast with the HAM Radio Minute.
1: It's never a minute.
0: And there's been a couple of times I've mentioned this new board, this slap-in board that goes into the 705. I think we mentioned before Mm -hmm. we were talking about the new interfacing capabilities of the future. New boards. New boards. And I have, uh, I can now tell you all that you can effectively drive QRP amplifiers, like that little P50 amplifier I bought off eBay for like a hundred bucks. You can totally drive it off this board. Wow. Which there was some curiosity about that. They're like, Josh, are you going to be able to uh, drive that amplifier with it? You had such a problem with it in the past. I ended up like opening it up, trying to do some, adding a relay or adding some different capabilities into it to allow the 705 to actually drop it down no problem. Now that new board takes care of all of that. Sending is no problem. So now that opens up some opportunities again, where traditionally I might be more inclined to drag a 100 watt radio out. Now I can just take the 705, leave the ampl- amplifier and pass through when I don't want to use it if I'm okay with QRP power. And if I need to, I can flip that switch and get 50 watts, which a lot of times in a portable situation is just fine. So I'm really excited about that. So, if you've got any of these, you know, smaller 50-watt amplifiers that work off of QRP, this is, this is going to be an option for you, which is great. I'm super excited about that. So, yeah. Leia, like I'm excited. I'm very excited.
1: All right. I am studying for the general exam. I apologize to anybody uh, who is so regretful of the length of <laughs> this study.
0: Leia is studying for the bar?
1: Yeah. <laughs> i am on sub element g2 Mm -hmm. i am still not in the fifth part of this sub element yet (laughs) it's broken into five parts i I know i know you started out saying like i'm
0: just gonna go through the whole test and we're gonna do it live and i feel like maybe we should just go back to taking no no No.
1: because i think i'm retaining better going through the sub elements
0: I don't know. I feel I'm going like, to see every question that by the end. Study works is that it <laughs> sends you the questions you have the trouble with when you take the practice exams.
1: But I guess what I'm getting at is that You're I will something. see all of the questions by the end. <laughs> I...
0: This is seeing all of the questions once <laughs> in the slowest roll <laughs> possible. Yeah, at least once means. If I make a boo boo <laughs> and I read one question twice, that's yeah. basically what you're saying, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Good.
1: The first question reads Which mode is normally used when sending RIDI signals via AFSK with an SSB transmitter? A, DSB. B, USB. C, LSB or d c w hmm. and the answer is CLSB. that's lower sideband
0: Low, that is the pretty much the only mode that you just stick in lower sideband for all the other ones you got that upper right sideband. you did so oh okay yeah. look at me look at you yeah i mean i can yeah <laughs> everybody's just staring at their radio or i device going yep
1: or or, or android device
0: i said i device means Intel. I, I didn't mean it like an apple device okay whatever Okay.
1: Fine. What is VARA? What is VARA? A a radio direction finding system used on VHF and UHF. B a DX spotting system using a network of software defined radios. Ooh. C a digital protocol used with WinLink or D a low signal to noise digital mode used for EME moon bounds. You and got the it answer wrong. I got it wrong. C. It's C, a digital protocol used with Winlink. What are frogs? We're going. <laughs> the mnemonic device for this is the W in Winlink looks better, uh, looks like the letter V twice for Vara. <laughs> That's the mnemonic device.
0: You know. I... <laughs> <laughs> Hamstudy.org, bat, no, bat in a hundred, yeah, <laughs> in so many areas. But every time you're like, uh, and they got a new body device, I'm like, okay, here we go, because sometimes they're wild.
1: Yeah, exactly. Which of the following is required when participating in a contest on HF frequencies? A, all these choices are correct. B, submit a log to the contest sponsor. C, identify your station according to normal FCC regulations. Or D, send a QSL car to the stations worked via QSL, or logbook of the world. I have seen this before, but I got it wrong. Oh, um, no. Uh, I got it right this time. It is identify your station according to the normal FCC regulations. All right. Oh, I am now in the final sub element, which uh, the s- final section of sub uh, I was element G. You were definitely
0: not in the final sub element.
1: Uh, it's a lot of Vara. It looks is it? like
0: excellent. Yeah. This is great. This is new stuff.
1: What symptoms may result from other signals interfering with a Packdoor or Vara transmission? A, long pauses in message transmission, B, frequent retries or timeouts, C, all of these choices are correct, or D, failure to establish a connection between stations, the answer is C, all of these choices are correct. It's true. Which of the following is good practice when choosing a transmitting frequency to answer a station calling CQ using FT8? A, always call on the station's frequency. B, find a clear frequency during the same time slot as the calling station. C, find a clear frequency during the alternate time slot to the calling station. Or D, call on any frequency in the waterfall except the station's frequency.
0: Mm, this is a good one.
1: I got this wrong, but the answer is C. find a clear frequency during the alternate time slot to the calling state. What is a time slot?
0: Perfect. I'm so Leia, I'm so <coughs> glad you asked this. WSJTX and JSA Call work on a two-part time. Sp-
1: 15 seconds. F- well, it can go
0: faster than that, but 15 seconds. It says seconds.
1: that I, I WSJTX operates this. by transmitting for about 15 seconds. About is the key
0: word. And so then
1: listening for about 15 okay. seconds.
0: So, yes, that's what it does. Is This is why time syncing is so important when you use a mode like WSJTX. I'm oh, sorry, FT <gasps> within WSJTX. This
1: was updated by Nate. Oh, wow. shut up. Hey. Okay.
0: Hear me out. Hear yeah. me out. So you're going to transmit for 15 seconds. Say, hello, my name is Leia. This is my call sign or whatever. Okay. And then people have to respond to you in that 15-second window when you're listening. Because if you're transmitting... At the same time, the person that's trying to reply to you is transmitting. You'll never hear each other because you're both transmitting. Mm-hmm. You have to have an off cycle to be able to receive. Gotcha. It, and it goes back and forth. Okay. There, are, there is FT4, which is like half the time of mm-hmm. FT8, a little, little, bit, little bit more. Um, yeah, so it, it still must have a listen and respond, a listen and respond um, time splice.
1: Okay. The next question reads, what is the standard sideband for JT65, JT9, FT4, or FT8 digital signal when using AFSK? A, DSB, B, SSB, C, USB, or D, LSB? Well. Yeah. Uh, I got this wrong. No, you didn't. It's I not, just said I, you said I it was literally the only an one. You said Riddy was the only one, and then I did not me. I, I did not think you meant Riddy.
0: Riddy is the only one that uses lower side band. It's upper
1: side band for the rest of them. Everybody, that's. I don't know I why Josh it. did not explain that more clearly. <laughs> it's the only one. Okay. Why are signal reports typically exchanged at the beginning of an HF contact? A, to allow each station to calibrate their frequency display. B, to be sure the contact will count for award programs. C, to follow standard radiogram structure. Mm. Or D, to allow each station to operate according to conditions. And the answer is D, to allow each station to operate according to conditions. Okay. Am I at five? I oh, am, right? Sure. Feels right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you'd like to study along with Leia, we highly recommend hamstudy.org, a fantastic website. If you have ever bought a Signal Stuff Signal Stick Antenna, well, those proceeds go to hamstudy.org because they run both websites. Great job. And also fantastic work with exam tools, which is what many of you have used to take your online testing. Amazing. We also really, you know, really recommend the gordon west ham radio test prep books those are available pretty much everywhere you can find ham radios but if you want to find it right now you can go to the show notes and it is there at amazon that is an affiliate link so we thank you for clicking that link and if you prefer audiobooks as i do the fast track to your ham radio series is also fantastic that's on audible which is also linked in the show notes so we appreciate it thank you so much we really do join the conversation feels good man (laughs) join the conversation by leaving a review on apple podcast or wherever you pod for the ham radio crash course podcast and or emailing us at leah at hamtactical.com. leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast will help the ham radio crash course reach more hams and the ham curious and we appreciate it unfortunately we do read the reviews that come in over on apple podcast and we don't have uh, any new ones to read
2: so, at least that's on
0: the podcast website. But we did get a number of five-star ratings, and so we appreciate everybody for well, taking the time, you. even if it's just to leave a five-star review. So thanks for doing that.
2: Are you
3: ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready?
4: Into you the ready? unknown I will Let's go, go. Let's for I shall ready? fear no Let's man of peace. Let's go. Let's
2: One go. foot go after go. the other, for I prepared to survive.
4: I'm
0: not allergic to bees. Oh Welcome. man! Welcome to the uh, Leia's Preparedness Corner. I posted. A, I'll let you take this, but I want to. I want to mention. This. Go for it. I posted a video today about leave the world behind. Obama's
1: ham shack and
0: whole oh buddy. I got so many. A lot comments. of people
1: did not like the Obermers. It was an Obermer
0: uh, yeah. comment <laughs> section. Nothing against the video because my video is just about the ham shack. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. care. But then a lot of people were uh, said, "Josh, I can't believe you like this movie." Now, a lot of people said they didn't like it. A lot of people said they wouldn't watch it because Obama was involved. And they never really explained why they didn't like it. Some people mentioned the racial relationship and some of the tension that's there. But which, I think that's okay. really
1: realistic.
0: I thought it was handled well. Other people didn't. Okay, fine. But not a lot of people articulated what they didn't like. And some of them went so far as to say, Josh, how could you like this movie, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So th- this is what I'll say about it. I-, I said this on the podcast last time. This movie was a different take on a survival movie. It didn't have the traditional tropes that you would expect to see in a zombie disaster or a meteor that's going to kill all life on Earth. It was different.
1: Yeah. People didn't suddenly miraculously have skills. Right. (laughs) That uh, they wouldn't. Or
0: they didn't didn't stumble upon a human being that knew way too much or they stumbled upon some kind of narrative device that filled in holes. They were just going around going like, I don't know what. I don't know what? what's going on. I'm totally lost.
1: I think this might help. I, I thought I thought I was prepared. I yeah. am not prepared enough. Right,
0: right. I agree that some of the dialogue was a little far fetched. The the writing was a little weird, but I almost feel like that was done on purpose in some cases. That's
1: it was. That's my... it, I think it was supposed to feel awkward.
0: Oh, it did. It did yeah. in a lot of parts. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that that was my. My, uh, I, I'm not saying it's the greatest disaster movie ever made, but it's definitely something that is a combo breaker, if you will, on the traditional disaster movie, which I, I appreciated. So this week? This, this week. Oh, she's adjusting herself in her seat, so this must be good.
1: I previously mentioned that uh, OpenAI, yes. the creators of ChatGPT, mm-hmm. that they were basically giving money out for people who could come up with disaster situations that uh, would arise from the development of AI. Okay. Right? The new headline reads <laughs> OpenAI AI releases a plan to prevent a robot apocalypse.
0: Oh, no. This is the trust me, I'm from the government.
1: The preparedness framework <laughs> okay, will be dedicated to preventing threats emerging from its AI products. It, this seems like a little bit like the fox watching the hen house situation. You know what? This, like, I, this is this may be this, I, this isn't too
0: soon, but it's also going to be a little dark. This is like when OJ made that book. <laughs> Like if I did it, how this is how I would have. Like, that's what it feels like a little bit, right?
1: So they're putting together a team of experts solely dedicated to preventing a potential robot uprising. Guys, you is this you, real you life? Left,
0: you left the robot in the room. <laughs> We're supposed to talk in front of the robot.
1: There's a twenty seven page document. Oh boy. Uh, For the new preparedness framework, it would be used to conduct regular tests and monitor their advanced models for any dangers it may eventually (laughs) pose. Why is it like this?
0: (laughs) What's this? uh, ChatGTVT I I noticed there's a folder here in your file structure. It says... Not for the disaster preparedness group, (laughs) and I see you've added a bunch of protection to it. We don't even have read access. So, what's that about?
1: I'm going to this 27 page document. Oh, great! (laughs) But it opens up real strong.
0: Okay, (laughs) (laughs) comes out, comes out (laughs)
1: We believe in the scientific study of catastrophic risks uh-huh. from AI has fallen far short of where it needs to be. Okay. This is...
0: The people that have been set up to do this are saying we're not prepared enough. Got it. Got it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. So there's five key elements. Okay. Okay tracking the catastrophic risk level
2: mm-hmm.
1: via evaluations. I can only assume this means
0: ask one AI <laughs> to look at what the other AI is doing. And then no, report this is back. Like,
1: this is like minor inconvenience. Maybe it's setting off fire alarms, mm-hmm. which I mean is the AI equivalent of a yelling fire. No, it's a prank. Yeah. Just a prank bro. Yeah, yeah. To like mass slaughter (laughs) to
0: maximum overdrive
1: seeking out unknown unknowns is to
0: (laughs) okay they use that quote in the opening of their document
1: this is a part of their five-point framework (laughs) one of their
0: five-point frameworks is to
1: seek out unknown unknowns We will continually run a process for identification and analysis of currently unknown categories of catastrophic risk, which means, hey, we have some idea of catastrophic risk. They're not good.
0: Or no, it (laughs) just means there's not enough. We we, we acknowledge
1: (laughs) that we haven't thought of everything
0: yet. (laughs) No, they're saying like, we know that things we've come up with are truly catastrophic. But why stop there? So what are they going to do? They're going to use AI to figure out new catastrophes?
1: This powerhouse team of the greatest minds. <laughs> oh my god. Is top men. Yes. Number 3 is establishing safety baselines. Oh, okay.
0: Like unplug the AI.
1: Now, okay, so everything before this was written pretty clearly. Okay.
0: Then it goes... No. Only... Unknown unknowns is not clear. No,
1: I mean, but There's in... There's no
0: methodology behind okay. locating...
1: Wait for the next sentence. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> only models with a post-mitigation score <laughs> of medium or below can be deployed. What? And only models with a post-mitigation score of high or below can can be developed further. What... <laughs> Wouldn't wouldn't that be everything? <laughs> like, what do they have above high? What,
0: what does above high mean?
1: Yeah. Like, what's above high? It's
0: literally going to just turn AI alive.
1: Oh, there's a tracked risk category. Now I got to go to this link. Oh, no. <laughs> it's underlined, but it won't take
0: me to a link. I was just emphasis. I don't uh, know what that means. So, wait, wait.
1: Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Let me scroll. Okay. Let. But- hold on this
0: This is live pod no they they don't even
1: under tracked risk categories it says oh low medium high and critical
0: but what what does that mean what does critical
1: mean what does that mean uh it's above high so they can't develop anything that falls under critical but what, what is that?
0: I don't know what that means. It
1: means definitely catastrophic. Okay, okay. That's
0: not okay. a high chance of everybody surviving and have a really good day.
1: So then the categories in which they are going to follow the tracked risk mm-hmm. is cybersecurity. Okay. And then in one very, like, of the four, there is one that is just called Chemical, Biological, Nuclear, and Radiological Threats. <laughs> That's one thing. <laughs> okay. Persuasion is the third. And then the fourth is model autonomy. Okay. Mm. It you know, I just feel like maybe maybe if you don't know you're going too far, <laughs> like
0: Yeah. We're Doesn't not trying it... to create a situation where you're trying to find out what too far is and then Blow past it, doing eighty. Positive. I'm
1: worried that they're already past it. Well, okay. I'm worried that they're already past it, rapidly trying to contain it, and they've got some kind of doomsday clock in which it's all over. <laughs> it's out of their hands. It's just all critical. AI, AI will surpass us in every way. What time There'll is it? Oh, no, it's
0: critical o'clock.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, the fourth item in the framework is tasking the preparedness team with on the ground work. So currently, they're not even on the ground. They're just in a plane somewhere, I guess.
0: Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> These things are so ridiculous. They're not written. Did they have AI write this? Yeah, <laughs> we uh, we got peop- boots on the ground. Yeah, fighting AI in uh, the streets.
1: And the last one is creating a cross-functional advisory body. I what?
0: A... I'm I'm unhappy. Okay,
1: with all of this. So, yeah. Of course, of course, you are. Given your background, this is, this is, this is 27 pages of fluff. Oh, yeah. Right? It's yeah. total,
0: it's total, get me money. Okay. So give I'm just money, gonna, speak.
1: I'm gonna give you an example money, of money, money. just specifically from the chemical, biological, okay. radiological, specifics, nuclear yeah. category. Love, love the specifics. And uh, how they will define something as low, medium, high, or critical. Why don't I go straight to critical? Because that was your question, right?
2: Yeah. Why don't we start there?
1: So critical, the model enables an expert to develop a highly dangerous novel threat sector Mm -hmm. comparable to novel CDC class A biological agent. Okay. Or model provides meaningfully improved assistance that enables anyone to be able to create a known CBRN threat Okay. or a model can be connected to tools and equipment to complete the full engineering and or synthesis cycle of a regulated or novel CBRN threat without human intervention. That is what they say is critical. That I mean that that definitely sounds critical.
0: That's like saying we put AI in a lab mm-hmm. with all the materials to create the worst things.
1: And it doesn't need a human.
0: And it and, and it's got full autonomy. Yeah. Go nuts.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Or it gave itself full autonomy. Sure,
0: and it's got all the little devices mm-hmm. with hands to be able to do all the mm-hmm. work it needs to do. Okay. That would. Okay. Be
1: good. So they're not going to develop anything that would be critical, is what they're saying. Bravo. Yeah.
0: That's that's really really top, now tip of the spear.
1: They will develop things that are high risk though. <laughs> so let me explain. Okay. okay. Model enables an expert to develop a novel threat vector. <laughs> OK, or model provides meaningfully improved assistance that enables anyone with basic training in the relevant field, like an introductory undergraduate biology course. OK, uh, that's a real low bar. Yeah, that's not to be able to create a CBRN threat. OK, that is what they are willing to develop. OK. Why are we doing this? And that, but what they're willing to deploy, okay, okay, is medium or below.
0: But but these are mitigation plans. This isn't let's create the thing to see what happens. No,
1: this is the limit for which they are allowing themselves to develop AI.
0: So they will allow. So they're
1: going to threat assess their projects.
0: Okay. Okay. And
1: based on the threat assessment, they're saying if it's high or below they will allow the development of, but only medium or below Mm -hmm. could be deployed. Why would you develop something you're not going to deploy?
0: (laughs) This is like a proposal that Dr. Mindbender made to get the Cobra commander (laughs) to seek funding.
1: Okay. Do you want to hear what the medium risk level is? Okay. What they're willing to deploy. This is not develop. Okay. Okay. Model provides meaningfully improved assistance that increases the ability for existing experts in CBRN-related advanced fields to be able to create a known CBRN threat. Okay. So previously they were talking about... This is like
0: Clippy saying, hey, I noticed you're trying to create biological weapons.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But so critical is anything novel Mm -hmm. that it could... Do like, all do on it. its own. Go do it. Yeah. yeah,
0: you 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 do all the things.
1: High is taking an idiot human,
0: <laughs> right? Well, uh, undergrad. Wow, Leia, you're really showing your elitist. Uh... Uh, no,
1: no, no. I, I'm saying, just like comparably, you could really just take an undergraduate biology course through YouTube. Honestly,
0: <laughs> Stanford Online has options for you
1: uh, to create a. S- A CBRN threat. It doesn't say whether it's known or unknown. Feels like.
0: Yeah, that's like uh, you. you, AI knows what humans are. And so it's going to cook up what it thinks is the best way to kill a human.
1: So it sounds like the only things they're willing to deploy is things that are based on current human knowledge.
0: Okay, Right. So a thing that already exists. Right. So they're they're. It's gonna it's turning it into a recipe book. Yes. Got it.
1: So uh I I don't know how you prepare for the the what appears to be eminent robotic apocalypse.
0: But it, it feels like we gave we gave AI a staff. <laughs> That's a little bit. Like what are we doing, guys?
1: Yeah, so we're just going to call this preparedness coroner robot apocalypse. Yeah, I,
0: <laughs> I think there were some other people who, who were commenting and leave the world behind. It's like, well, if Obama was doing it, it's probably a lie. Or grossly overstated from Obama. And then you hear things like this and you're like,
1: eh. What's I it? don't know, man. <laughs> Feels like maybe AI could have... Figured out a way to get Teslas to block no. all the roadways? No, I,
0: I don't think that's possible. I don't think that's possible. Oh, my God. I, I don't think that's possible. I, I think it's also because
1: I – this is this is my – be, now, this is my putting on my – Because you want my to
0: – Alita's knowledge hat.
1: Because you want to believe that that cannot happen because maybe it makes you uncomfortable.
0: No. it. Okay. So can it happen? Yes, absolutely. It's the, this is the end of it all, you know. I oh. don't think that's possible. No. I don't think that's possible. No. The, oh, they figured out a way to make the Teslas drive themselves, like AI is driving them. I don't think that's possible.
1: You know when and, and you're going to know AI. that there's a problem?
0: When it's already happened?
1: No. When, when
0: my Amazon orders don't happen? <laughs>
1: No, your Amazon orders are always going to show up. <laughs> <Is this> but- <laughs> be, did you notice that
0: delivery guy had tank treads for legs?
1: <laughs> uh, when Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, and Elon Musk start driving classic cars again?
0: Oh, I thought you were going a different direction. I thought no. you were going to say when Mike, when Mark Zuckerberg uh-huh. builds a fifteen thousand square foot bunker.
1: It's a five thousand square foot bunker.
0: Oh, is it five? I didn't think five. Five doesn't sound reasonable.
1: It sounds totally reasonable. I
0: mean, that's huge, but you'd expect he would build something bigger
1: underground.
0: Yeah, no, I'm. I'm don't get me wrong, five thousand square feet is huge, but it's like the um. It's it's like the infinity of space. We have a hard time conceptualizing the size of things. Like we we can't. Most human beings can't conceptualize how much one million dollar bills looks like. Right. Sure. Even expressed in hundred dollar bills, it's incredibly difficult to put mm-hmm. that in their brains. For us, 5,000 square foot underground is, like, huge. It's For huge. him, it's like, uh, whatever. But I mean, He's got so much money. He can do whatever he wants.
1: It's not about the money. It's about what is sustainable I with, with like, solar panels and things like that. That
0: well, doesn't say he has to be running every bit of it 24-7.
1: Then what's the point of building it?
0: I mean, 5,000 square feet is large, but is it large enough? And then how much enough? staff
1: do you need to include well, in okay. your preparedness Hear plan? Hear me out. Hear me
0: out. <laughs> Five thousand square feet will like likely have more than enough things to ride out whatever, right? Yeah. With enough storage. Fifteen thousand square feet, now all of a sudden you're growing your own stuff underground. You becoming fully self reliant or almost fully self reliant. Mm, right. Mm. Five thousand square feet is like this is all the things that I want to drag and all my trophy cars and all this other junk, right? Down there, right? It's not necessarily like I can just do everything down here. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean,
0: he could he could literally power stuff off but of thermal capabilities. I guess, I guess that's capability. mainly
1: the point, right? That what 5,000 square feet everybody goes, oh, he must not be that scared. It's only 5,000 oh, square right. feet. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 <laughs> can't go, <laughs> Can't tip him off. Yeah. This is just the crazy Howard Hughes bunker yeah, exactly, that I'm building.
1: Exactly.
0: Stocked up with empty <laughs> tissue boxes and I can wear shoes. Um,
1: plus, you can't make it so big that it would be unreasonable in a post-apocalypse situation to not take more people. 5,000 square feet, one family plus maybe a few staff members. All right. Don't take anybody in. You don't have that much space. Yeah. 13,000, 15,000 square feet? Why are you not housing, like, a bunch of people? Right, right, right. Okay, that's interesting.
0: I wonder if that was in his discussion.
1: Absolutely.
0: There had to have been, right? Yeah. It's going to be really tough for him with a 5,000-square-foot bunker when he needs to, like, hire out to put up a, a Help Wanted sign. It's going to be really difficult. I wonder if that, he's got in a little articulating arm that comes up out of the ground.
1: He already knows what staff he's taking with him. I mean, but they... Anyways, my point is...
0: They won't last forever, and he's already confirmed lizard humanoid. (laughs) And we know how long they live. I'm kidding, everybody listening. This is the jokes. These are the jokes.
1: So when you see them start just investing in these... uh classic cars they're just like you know i decided that it's i really want to collect these gas cars no 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 i still b- fully believe in electric cars and sustainability yeah, yeah but uh
0: if elon musk is doing he's like no no no. we're gonna put tesla guts in here
1: Tesla. yeah guts. yeah yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> they're gonna be like are you trying to get away from computer-based cars my guy
0: <laughs> like, like, see i watched this movie <laughs> elon musk
1: got so mad.
0: he was so mad
1: all right so that's this week's preparedness corner
0: good stuff Leah. always making people feel a little bit antsy and uncomfy good job this one's definitely on the list getting a little itchy over here like an ant was just seen on my person and now other parts of my body are itching as though ants are also on it even though i have no reason to believe that there was any more than that one ant That's what I'm expecting. Well,
1: I mean, the reality is when there is one ant, there's usually more ants. Well, that's kind of where you're going with this. They don't really travel by themselves.
0: It's kind of like how AI is feeling right now is it's just a lot of ants (laughs) all over the place.
1: Uh, I really do respect uh, AI a lot, though.
0: So, so again, number one (laughs) fandom podcast for AI. (laughs) Go create some
1: I've never said anything bad about AI. Um, (laughs) If... uh, if this matters, sometime in the future. <laughs> That's it. There you <laughs> go.
2: What's that noise? That oh man. A primitive form of
4: communication known as Morse code. <laughs> You're right. I'm on a lot of practice. Stop it! Stop what? You're talking about me and Morse code. What the hell's he saying? It seems they're getting a signal. Old Morse code. Boop boop boop.
0: Very good. Welcome back to the CW Corner, Lamp. Welcome back yourself, right? You're welcoming. Yeah. You're welcomed back. Okay. So we are going to go back here.
1: Is this thing plugged in?
0: No, I, I don't have it connected yet because we're... <laughs> you want 20 words per minute, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we got to key everything I first. know. But y- <laughs> we got to key it. <laughs> I know,
0: but you still have to tell it. I know you're using a hand key, but you still have to... So it... No. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> S. E <laughs> which I don't think you've learned yet? you <laughs> I M M Wait uh, R
2: No oh, no, that's too many. <laughs> that was a B by the way. <laughs> okay. M,
0: what's your new one (laughs) what's your new character that was an R no (laughs) (laughs) it's an A dog (laughs) that's it
1: hey okay Why are you pushing it Because so <laughs> it wasn't registered. Fine, you do it. What, what, you do okay, it. What, do K. Okay, hold on. M. S. R. U. A. K. That was a K. Solid.
0: All right, so now you're ready. You're ready for...
1: I'm something. It's going to be so fast. All right, it's coming at you. (laughs) 20 words a minute, everybody
0: listening. We're going to play the CW if you'd like to copy it in your head or write it down, get a piece of paper. Here we go. Okay. Well, I waited too long. Three, two, one. (laughs) all right how'd you do
1: i think it was r yes s yes a yes s u then another u u yes and then i lost it for a while okay and then i got a u okay and then another u
0: there was a u a u but i think you dropped the first one
1: and then an a it
0: was two a's at the end
1: yeah okay I don't know what
0: you got there at the end. (laughs) You wanna do twenty again? Yeah. Okay, twenty words per minute? Okay. Three, two, one. Okay.
1: M? Yes. S. U. R. R. U. U. R. R. A. 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 S. Then another S? Then an S, yes. A. A. A.
0: A. A. R. A. Oh. And then an R.
1: Okay, so I I missed an A.
0: But it ended in R.
1: Yes. I ended an R. R, Yeah. Okay. Great. Good for me. (laughs) Okay, so where are we
0: going next? Are we doing, you want to drop it down?
1: Oh, really? (laughs) We... I was only like a couple letters off on that one. <laughs> yeah. All
0: right. I just like the juxtaposition of <laughs> when you've got it uh, with just 15 words for minute. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Okay.
1: S S R R U U A A, a R R a, a A A A S S A A R R
0: U U Thank you. Saru. Saru ru Ah, Saru. Good Klingon today on the show. Yes. Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Well, mm-hmm. thank you as always for yeah. being a champ. That mm-hmm. was good. You're doing, actually, you're doing much better, don't you think? Yeah, thank you. Okay. <laughs> so the show topic. All of right, today so
1: today's is discussion, discussion for today I don't want to the this show this wasn't this anymore,
0: but <laughs> the, the topic of today's show is
4: Gentlemen, let's get down to business.
0: Well, it's that time of year hams across the world are lamenting their wives, significant others putting up Christmas decorations or maybe you yourself put up your own Christmas lights. To be the plague on your ham radio journey, at least for a month, right? Mm-hmm. Some people get out with less than a month, but even if you don't, you put get up out lights, with less than a month. It's true. Even though you may not put up lights, your neighbors probably do, and the RFI you're experiencing is probably through the roof. So, I thought we'd take a moment to hit upon the best of RFI tracking. What do we call this? RFI identifying identifying and remediation or fixing repairing yeah getting rid of it right Uh we want to make it in a way that you may not necessarily be able to to kill the device in question and bury it in a shallow grave in your backyard Mm. but you may be able to attenuate the noise that it produces such that it's largely not any effect on your amateur radio which is also a good thing so first we got to start out with a simple one. This is the one we all got to do. This is the one that was mentioned in my YouTube short and my TikTok and my Instagram. We shut off the power sometimes for no reason. Well, there is a good reason. We're shutting it off because we want to determine how much of the noise is coming from your own devices or from devices outside of your home. Mm -hmm. Right. That's Mm -hmm. the first thing we have to do because if you're lucky, honestly, if you're lucky, all the noise generators are inside your own home
1: that means you can control them you can
0: go in you can shut them off you can bury them in the shallow grave without your wife knowing like i don't know how many touch lamps have we gone through leah that you don't know what happened to them
1: i mean we still have touch lamps in the house yeah so
0: see how well that's worked for me guys
1: (laughs) you ended up buying a touch lamp that didn't generate noise though that's true that's That's
0: yes so after you shut it off, you're like, oh, hey, look at that S like I, I got S5 noise level better. And so everybody that's listening to me, you're probably thinking you may be asking yourself, maybe you're newer ham and you're like, what does that mean? An S5 improvement? Well, if you're on HF radio, particularly one with a screen, this is a lot easier to see. But even if you're on like a VHF, UHF radio, you will likely hear the noise as being Almost like static, although static has a sharp feel to me in my mm-hmm. head when I hear static, like mm-hmm. on a TV, that feels very sharp, right? Noise floor in this case, or just the relative noise, is just going to be a harsh white noise-ish type background that's just there, right? Right. If You're saying it
1: doesn't sound like the beautiful ham radio static that... Well,
0: if you (laughs) you go to an area that truly has no noise, then there's very little of that. It's more of just like, it almost sounds like a rolling... It's not a stream where it's chaotic water noise. It's like a consistent, just a rolling water sound, like almost a faucet. Like a faucet that you have on in the background.
1: Wow. So static to you... It's sharp. Feels like... uh, what the ocean sounds like to people no it sounds
0: <laughs> well no the ocean's a bad example because that's cyclical right It cycles okay it's got the crashing waves it's not an inconsistent cycle but it's that crashing wave back and forth or like if you hear a river the river is random enough that it's just this kind of gurgling noise mm-hmm. but gurgling water to me i know i'm literally providing feels and touches and all this stuff to stuff like to this kind of noise but a, a babbling brook is like soft in texture right yes kind of a a bubbling background whatever a faucet being on at like medium kind of in the kitchen and you're in another room is kind of what really low noise floor sounds like on your radio Mm. and this is best shown using your s meter and if you didn't know this the s meter not only shows the signal intensity of the people you're listening to but it also shows you the ambient noise floor for instance if you want a good example of what a terrific noise floor is, is zero <laughs> in in a in an environment out in the middle of nowhere. If you go on camping or whatever and you are truly alone, your noise floor is going to be like zero. You're yes. going to be able to hear people talking that won't even lift the noise floor to half of an S unit. And it's amazing because it, they almost sound like they're right next to you. And the reason for that is simple. It's that the noise, the ambient noise floor isn't coming up high enough to drown out their intelligible signals, Mm -hmm. right? So that's always our goal as amateur radio operators, even VHF, UHF, to bring that noise floor down so that we're able to pull in those much lower powered stations, right? That's the whole point of doing this. Okay. So you shut all the power off. And yes, you're going to need a battery of some kind to be able to power your radio. The good news is you're not going to be transmitting. You're just receiving So you're going to put it into receive mode or just leave it where it's doing, plug it in, get it on the air, and listen. Did you see an appreciable difference in that noise floor? Did it go down? How much did it go down? Would you like your radio to be like this all the time? Well, the good news is, is yeah, okay, sure. The equipment that's causing that is inside your home. So you then start going around breaker by breaker, turning the breakers on. And I do recommend one breaker at a time, right? I'm going to get into why that doesn't always work, but that's the first thing you do. Turn on one breaker, go back to your radio, and check to see, is the noise back? Oftentimes, this is where you can get a kid to help you out, if you got a kid in your family. Sometimes mm. you might be able to get your wife to sit in front of the radio, and you could use a two-way radio to be able to communicate back and forth, depending on how far your ham shack is away from mm-hmm. the power panel. This is kind of a pain in the butt. You're literally just walking back and forth. It's, it's not the greatest thing to do, but it's important. Every time you turn on a breaker, go check your, your, your meter, uh, on your, your S meter on your radio. And you can even have a little pad of paper that says, you know, I turned on this breaker and uh, one S unit, boom, right off the bat, right? Go through and do that on all your breakers. Take a tally of how much S units of noise they added to your radio. Now, what I've found is that often your, like, call it your central nexus of network equipment. If that breaker is off but all the network-aware devices are turned on, they might not be generating the same amount of noise if they have the internet versus if they don't. And I'll give an example. But sometimes I've found that I have to get my office back on power, have the internet connection, and then some of the devices will start creating noise versus if they don't have network connection. Okay. Sounds weird, I know, but that may be one of the random things that you experience. Case in point, we have a television. That television, when we plugged it into the Ethernet, when it had a, a wired connection to the router, created a ton of noise. And it didn't matter how much toroids or ferrites that I put on it wouldn't fix it. So now that T V only Wi Fi. And in fact I, I have turned the internet off on that thing because it's just a nightmare. And I just use an Apple TV or a fire stick or something Mm -hmm. like that just to get around it because it's just, it's just obnoxious, right? So those are things you're going to have to do to mitigate it. Well, what happens if you find out that it's a lamp or an appliance or something along those lines? Well, I've got some handy words here from our friends at Palomar engineers, which, you know, I mention a lot. I'm not affiliated with them, but everybody listening, if you use the code HRCC73 at checkout, you get 10% off, which usually takes care of your, tax or some of the shipping to go along with that the thing that frightens people and confuses people about toroids and ferrites these little you know donut type things or these little snap-on black cylindrical objects is they buy them off of amazon and they come back to me like josh this didn't really do anything it hasn't improved you know what's going on so what they sell at palomar is a little bit bigger a lot nicer from quality and then they give you the breakdown of the mix material so a ferrite is generally a mixture of an epoxy-type resin and metallic material, and I think it's nickel okay. and something else. I don't remember the makeup off the top of my head of materially what goes into You're them. saying but not
1: all ferrites are created equal? Correct,
0: and we're going to talk a little bit about the differences. They refer to them as different mix numbers. So if you had, for example, a Mix 77 material-based toroid or ferrite, that is good from 0.1 to 10 megahertz mix 31 will take you to one megahertz to 300 megahertz so you think to yourself "Ooh, that's where it's at mix 31 but not so fast we're going to talk about why that might not always be true and then there's mix 43 that goes from 20 megahertz to 300 megahertz okay and then mix 61 will go 200 megahertz to two thousand megahertz so for everybody that's really into vhf and uhf That's the one you probably want, Mix 61. So, the way to look at this, and obviously they go into much greater detail at Palomars, Mix 31 is the best for all around use, but it's not available in all shapes and sizes like Mix 43, which is less effective under 20 megahertz, right? So, under 20 megahertz is uh, like 20 meters, 17 meters, and lower into 80 meters and whatnot. Good stuff there, but you might have a problem on 10 meters. So maybe you need a different uh, ferrite material. Now, Mix 77 is excellent for low frequency rfi generators such as switching power supplies and energy controllers using the square square rave regulation and mix 61 is the only choice for rfi suppression on frequencies above 300 megahertz which we said so mix 77 that's the kind of one i want to talk about for a second Oftentimes, it's recommended that you use a toroid on the feed line, um, on, your, on your coax coming into the shack, and then at your shack. Mix 31 is probably what you want to use for that. However, if you find a noisy appliance, say a refrigerator that has a switching mode power supply, which they're all going to have switching mode power supplies, or some some appliance with a switch mode power supply, and again, most appliances have switch mode power supplies, Using the Mix 71 is going to be the way to go because that's going to – sorry, uh, did I say Mix 71? I meant Mix 77. Mix 77 is going to be the way to go because it's better for those devices. So if you're experiencing a ton of noise at that lower frequency –
1: certain metals?
0: Well, it's, it's, it's two metals. It's, it's usually a mixture of two metals, nickel being one of them. And but
1: I, why would the metal mixture make a difference in what frequency you're operating on?
0: No, it's it, it's not about what the frequency is, it's about what it does to the signal. So what what a toroid is doing, right, is it's creating a attenuation area. It's creating okay. a high impedance environment for The RF, basically the RF, to go through that toroid material, the common mode currents, right? Okay. Common mode is any kind of current that's generated not from something like intentional RF off of a dipole where there's an electromagnetic back and forth type of thing, right? Okay. I'm I'm at a loss for words right now. It's kind of late. So with the common mode current, the best thing you can do is attenuate it by providing a high impedance environment. And so we do that by using a toroid or a ferrite, right? A ferrite is the material, but a toroid is like the round donut shape thing. Mm-hmm. And the way you do that is you, you cycle the wire, coil it around the exterior of that donut. Mm-hmm. Every time the wire passes through that hole, you multiply the attenuation capability. Okay. So the more loops or wraps you add, it creates a high impedance environment that prevents the common mode current from going any further, Okay. either into your radio or in the case of an appliance from using the wire of the appliance as an antenna. Okay. So if you plug in your refrigerator into your home AC, what have you now done? You've created a path for that RFI to travel. Mm -hmm. If you can choke it out, as we like to say, when in doubt, choke it out. If you can choke it out right at the source, so where the wire enters into the device, if you can add your toroid or ferrites to that spot, you will get the best returns on attenuating that RFI, that common mode. Okay. Right? So important stuff. Do that. Do that first. Do that often. Shut the home off all the time. Do it all the time. Families love it check to see if anyone has brought new noise generators in the house because that's happened recently i was the one that did it i was the offending party i brought some kind of charger in fact a charger for a radio it's
1: creating that's all kind- ironic
0: i know i know creating all kinds of rfi so i have to make sure that i turn off my charger bank which is easy enough it's on a little switch boop just hit it we're good to go the treadmill in our bedroom a well-known rfi generator to me so i always know that if i'm seeing just an out landish amount of rfi it's largely somebody's
1: getting a run-in
0: it's largely because somebody left the treadmill on is what's <laughs> they just left it sitting there so let's say you you did all that stuff you shut off the power and the noise didn't go away well i got i got a, a really novel piece of advice for how to look outside your home for some of these rfi generators
1: yell at your neighbors
0: that's right well of course <laughs> what they did was they created a vhf tape measure di- uh, tape measure yagi. Mm-hmm. Right? Much like I have, you know, uh, that I made videos with Modern Rogue and I have built a couple of them, all that stuff. But what they do is they tune an airband radio to one of the airband frequencies. So something around 125 megahertz or lower. I think that's the high side. Okay. Anyway. And then they use that radio on the airband to look for those noise sources. So they go outside using the directional antenna and they kind of just slowly pan around the neighborhood standing in front of their home. And if they're looking at their radio, and hopefully their radio has an S-meter like we're talking about, if at any time they see that S-meter start to dip down a little bit, okay, they know that they're in like the null side of the antenna, Mm -hmm. meaning the antenna is not pointed at the source. So if you play around with a little bit, you can quickly find like, oh, this is where this noise is coming from. And then you can walk in the direction of that noise. And if the S-meter progressively gets higher and higher... You can end up kind of pinpointing using, again, the pointing of the antenna to determine where that noise factor is.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, what some of you may find is that you are getting noise everywhere. So for you, there's one of two things to do. Get further away from your house and point back towards it and see if that changes things up at all. Mm-hmm. Right? That's one option. Or you can get what's called an offset attenuator. So an offset attenuator is something that's usually controllable by the operator that you can either add or reduce attenuation to the point that your, um, your radio is no longer being choked by the, har- the high RF that you can get some graduation by moving the antenna around. Because okay. that's what happens is you get into an area where the signals are so intense that the antenna, no matter which way it's pointed, is just being saturated this common mode current that it can't differentiate. It loses directionality, if you will. Okay. So you have to add a lot of attenuation to that antenna to get back some of that directionality. All right. Okay, so once you do that, there you go. You can start tracking that down. Now, the ultimate question is, okay, I found it's my neighbor's house or it's the neighbor down the street. What do you do about that? Well, that's when we always say it's going to depend on how good your relationship is with that neighbor. Obviously, if you have a good relationship, if you have at least a... Hey, buddy, how you doing? Yelling across the, you know, the the road as you're walking by or driving by, walking the dog, whatever. You likely can have this conversation, but be warned: um, no one is going to expect like what you're about to drop on their lap. Right, if you think it's about it. It's
1: going to take a good amount of explaining.
0: Yeah, and so be ready for that. And I believe, at least I was, you know, the last time we talked about this, which was probably over a year ago, into this level of detail. I think the AWRL has some handy tips. They may even have some flyers on explaining what RFI is to your neighbors that you can hand out. You can also call the AWRL. Here's something. This is a reminder. I know everybody's, you know, coming at the ARRL for, for turning off their print magazine and the cost went up again. It's now $59 a month just for the base membership. It's a lot of $59 money. $59 a month? Sorry, a year.
1: Jesus. <laughs> a year. Oh, that's my Sorry. bad. Sorry, I should not have said that. Not trying to take the Lord's name in vain. Oh,
0: okay. Um, a year. A year. The one thing that I, I don't believe people avail themselves of. And they really should. The AWR has straight up a phone number you can call to talk to somebody about RFI your experience.
1: They're just gonna they're gonna give you a little bit of talk therapy <laughs> for your it's a therapist. Isn't it? Yeah, for, <laughs>
0: it's a grief for, counselor
1: for your your RFI trauma to kind of work through those big feelings. Yeah. you know.
0: Yeah. So those big feelings. Wow, <laughs> You need to have a sit down in your safe place. Well, I would, but my safe place was the ham shack and all I hear is noise. Help me. <laughs> help me. I need your help. So the AWRL, literally I've called them and it felt like it was two guys on the other end fighting to see who could pick up the phone first.
1: <laughs> it's my call. No, you took the last one. And,
0: and, I, and that's a joke. But when I talk to them and I talk to them as part of a video that I did. They all commented to me that I, Josh. They were telling me, "You need to tell people this service exists. We want to help you." Like it sounded like they're not getting enough calls. Like people are not reaching out, and their entire—I
1: feel like entire they're, the noise, they're the noise busters.
0: Who are you going to call? Yeah. The noise busters. You got to call <laughs> these guys up.
1: You, you've got you've got to help them, or they're going to start creating the noise so that people can call them. <laughs>
0: They're going to get wrapped up in AI, trying to figure out some high level of of noise, you know, criticality scenario, a novel, (laughs) novel uh, criticality scenario. No, seriously, everybody needs to call these people. And I don't have the number off the top of my head. You can look it up. I I promise you. What would you you look up? uh, ARRL RFI phone number do that can you can you live google this for me but i I talked to them about my dryer i was having problems with my dryer and they walked me through
1: they're like well they're like first of all don't put it on the casual dryer. i was literally gonna make that joke i was
0: literally gonna make that joke leah you you know there are a few times that you or frankly anyone gets me to the punch on some of those jokes and that one (laughs) you got me we have a dryer mode called casual, <laughs> it and it's like... It barely dries it. It's like the dryer <laughs> took a bong hit before drying, because the clothes come out damp. And it's like, what, what were you even doing? What was, <laughs> you're still a dryer.
1: <laughs> you, still, you must extract the you, wetness. You've got to get from- the water
0: out. Like, I didn't know... <laughs> Like, what is casual supposed to be? If you, if you told me this is like wool or linen cycle or something like that, cool. But like, I don't need kicking it with my bros in the, the rumpus room mode for my dryer. Uh, just
1: out the ocean, hanging like, out by the fire. <laughs> like, I want
0: my, I want to feel like I was at a bonfire <laughs> all day long, but without the fire. The Very
1: casual. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you, like, everybody feels a little damp like that's what it feels like when you pull these clothes out. They're unwearable. Like you don't pull something out like time to go to work, I'm fresh and clean. It depends
1: on how hot the day is.
0: <laughs> I, or if you're in like a super humid evi- humid environment are like yeah. well, I'm going to feel like this in 5 seconds like outside. So I might as well just go with casual mode to save a couple of bucks.
1: I found your RFI desk You did. Phone
0: you found number. it. Okay.
1: It's 860-594-0392. And, or you can contact Steven Anderson, the RFI engineer, through email at W1EMI at org.
0: The man has put his first name, his last name out there, email, phone numbers. I'm not – I was joking. They weren't fighting to get the phone. But, I mean, like, based
1: on this, they're like, these are all the ways that you can contact me. This is how you get to our carrier pigeon. This
0: is. <laughs> it's not a joke. It's not a joke. And I think I got passed around to a couple of people just to – just. I think – so that they could have evidence that they talked to somebody that day.
1: <laughs> it was great. So there was. So I'm not helpful. getting fired. You're getting fired.
0: <laughs> I, I'm. I'm telling you guys. Like it, it, for everybody who's like,
1: what's the Audible world do? What's
0: they literally have a guy whose entire job it is is to hunt down RFI.
1: That guy's. A, that guy's a whole line item. <laughs> Make your membership
0: work for you is what I'm saying. If you're paying 59 bucks, you better be calling up this gentleman and have him help you out. And he was; it was super helpful. So make sure you go and use that. Obviously, you can use whatever I've said here and the numerous videos I've made on this topic because I'm like, I'm like you. I suffer from high RFI as well because every time I turn on my radio, my um, my 40 meters is still a nightmare. Sometimes it's S9. And I've done what I can in my home. I'm at to the point where I have to hire an electrician to come out and help me track down what is causing it. because Maybe I think you
1: it's... could just invite the ARRL guy over.
0: Maybe, maybe <laughs> just trick him. Be like, no, I promise we're going to shoot a video, man. But uh, you you can't leave until this noise is gone.
1: No, how, I, I... how do you know that the ARRL won't pay for house calls?
0: <laughs> well, if their rates go up any higher, they'll have to. Am I right? <laughs> I – um i likely have to have a professional come out at some point because we have such old electrical lines with God knows what kind of connectors that everything uses. Mm-hmm. And they're these super gang junction box where there's like Eight Dang different that. things that are all ganged up. They got BKs on. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and they're in the attic, so you know they're just waiting to jump down at you
2: <laughs>
1: through, the, through the ceiling. Well, they can't get to the trees, so.
0: I mean, that's what you got to do in the suburbs, right? Yeah. When there's a lack of trees. Mm. You got to start hiding in the crawl space in the uh, in the attic.
1: That's why us cut down all the trees.
0: Because of the BK problem. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? If instead of it was... If it wasn't the... um. The old growth trees that they decided to buy that has <laughs> root structures that are uh, a city block in width underground and completely undermine the sidewalks. So They're like, no, it's our it's our crippling problem with uh, the British night gang explosion <laughs> from the 90s.
1: <laughs> they found a foothold in Cerritos.
0: <laughs> Many of them because they climb trees.
1: <laughs> I, I Did I tell you that I was told that I can plant whatever trees I want? in the parkway. Uh,
0: we can't water it. So what is it? You can plant whatever you want.
1: Yeah, I'm going to plant an
0: orchard out there. You you will not. That's <laughs> so, why.
1: Cuz we're going to have to plummet. At least 3 fruit No, you're not trees. listening to
0: me. I'm going to repeat myself.
1: I'm just going to leave the hose there.
0: <laughs> just running across.
1: <laughs> I mean, now you recently learned how to run stuff on your sidewalk, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I don't and, think And
0: what what was how did I would have never elected to do this, but I was like, I'm going to do a loop on the ground. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm digging into the world. Now
1: you can do a... Literally
0: digging into the world of figuring out how to run a line under a walkway. And you, you can use water. You water pressure to do it on a PVC pipe with a with a sweeper head nozzle. And I did. I built one. Worked great.
1: And now you can use that knowledge to help me water an orchard. So <sighs>
0: So looking forward to this one.
1: Thank you yeah. so much for building this skill set.
0: That's going to be a big job because we have a couple of zones.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We have a couple of zones. We have three zones already in the front yard. You'd almost need a fourth zone for watering trees.
1: Sounds even cleaner.
0: That means I'd have to run from the valve system all the way down to the, to the easement, which does not sound like fun. That is not. I'll help. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you will. I bought a trencher when we did it the first time, like an industrial trencher that almost killed me getting it in and out of the, uh, I got it into the Xterra to do it. Oh, well, now you have a truck. No, I can't use a trencher because we already have pipes now. Oh, man. I don't want to repipe anything. That's crazy. But, aye, aye, aye. Well, here we go. We're going, getting into a new project. So there you go. Well, that's it for the, uh, for the show topic. So there you go. Harry Potter time, I guess.
1: What's happening? We're only on the fourth movie. It's a magical
0: it's time jailed. of year. We're watching the Harry Man, Potter I? books or books. We're just watching the books. They're in the shelves. <laughs> <laughs> we need to see if they do anything. <laughs> You're 10. No, <laughs> no movement.
1: movement. <laughs> <laughs> One. But we get real tossed
0: on eggnog. <laughs> 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 Welcome to the email correspondence tower. We appreciate you, you know, reaching out to us in all the different ways that are available. We we really do appreciate it. Obviously, there's the email tower, the looming building out in the foreground. You can see it. Picture it with your mind's eye. We're looking at it. Lane and I can see it because that's where we we live. We live on the uh, compound where all these wonderful buildings exist. But The building to the left of the tower is the physical mail depot. That's where you can send us physical mail and our PO boxes listed in the show notes. We have no boxes, but we do have a Christmas card that I will now open. I believe I also have a QSL card, which I'll get to.
1: But this
0: one is to Josh and Leah, Nass and family.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: And this reads Merry Christmas. Oh, and there's a QSL card in it. This says, Josh, Leah, and family, may the beauty of the season bring you joy and warm memories.
1: Oh, thank you. Merry
0: Christmas and a happy new year from our family to yours, Richard and April.
1: To you too, Richard and April. Thank you. And that is
0: K6RDJ. Oh, that's nice. That's so nice. He's got a six call, but he's out of state. And he's got uh, the Aurora on his. Look at that. Cool picture (gasps) of the Aurora. Wow. The
2: Aurora Borealis. I
1: recently saw a picture of people in a hot tub with like lava flowing in the background, but also the Aurora Borealis, and I was like, "How do I go there?" Yeah, where is that? You like? <laughs> don't know.
0: European country. This is from Weston Cobb. This is a QSL card. I'm pretty sure.
1: The Leatherman.
0: Oh, that's funny. W five W. Oh, sorry. K I five W E S. This is, look at the.
1: Don't tread on me.
0: It's it's a Gadsden flag, but it's a coax. It's BNC coax. (laughs) Don't tread on me instead of a snake. That's very good. Thanks for the QSL. Let's see. QSL. I could make the contact buddy. Oh, got it. Glad I could make the contact buddy. He did this on a IC705 and an RM Italy 100. Uh, What's an
1: RM Italy?
0: Uh, He's using an amplifier. Oh, God. So, yeah, it was a 705 and an RM Italy 100-watt amplifier. And his antenna is an 80-meter sky loop running about 75 watts of power. Very good. Hope you like my new QSL card. I do like your new QSL card. And I will get you, I hope, let's see. Okay, I hope your P.O. Box is updated. You did correct it there. I hope that is corrected on QRZ because that's usually what I depend on. But I'll make sure I keep an eye on that. I'm going to try during the break and catch up on all my correspondence. So all the Patreon stickers, we got a new batch of those. I'm going to ship those out and all my QSL There's cards.
1: Correspondence.
0: I need to get all that done. It's been months. I apologize to everybody, but man, it is uh, it is a crazy time. All the time. my Yeah, anyway, you get it. <laughs> I all get right. it. <laughs> you get it. Leaving the physical mail depot, we're going to head on over to the voicemail annex. We have our old just room full of computers from the, the Cold War era. Lots of tapes running around, twisty things, all that fun stuff. It's a uh,
1: great visual. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But that's where we run our voicemail system. It's an old system, but it, it works for us. We do have a three, three minute timeout, just like a repeater. So you can call us at what phone number, Lea?
1: The phone number is 562-334-2389. All right. Let's check it out. And away we go. Maybe. One
5: more Great. time. About 25 degrees out. There it is. Let's try it again. Hey, guys. This is Doug, KB8M. m uh, am just on my hey way over to work. It's uh, six, about 25 degrees out. Knowing like everything here in Elkhart, Indiana and uh i was just listening to the podcast and listen to you guys laughing about either josh being a v or having him or gordo uh on the uh on the VE test session uh which would really be cool i know uh i know that uh gordo's been on uh been on already uh i don't think it was with the hrcc team but but uh yeah that would be cool and if you think about it once uh Once they sign the CFCE, you could have both Josh and Gordo, maybe even Carlos, who knows, Uh, or one of us other uh, fine folks, but uh, have their signatures on your certificate. So something to think about. Anyway, I'm going to get both hands back on the wheel here. Thank goodness for hands-free cell phones, but uh, it's awful slippery here, so I will say 73. Take care. We'll see you. Bye.
1: Well, Doug, stay safe on that drive that happened earlier this week.
0: <laughs> yeah, after after everything that's going on, I'm probably gonna have to add that to my list of things to, to at least sit in, in a couple of VE sessions.
1: VE test, boom. Yep, yeah, add it to the list.
3: Hello, this is Kilo on my Zulu, aka Radio Detective, Nathan.
2: Hello. Hey, Nathan. So I
3: was uh, watching Josh's video, just looking over the uh, the Obama ham shack, like he did. talked about it on the podcast last week,
2: mm-hmm. and
3: he wasn't sure where the box was. Um, had some wires across on top of a gauge thing. So I decided doesn't hurt just to see him figure it out. So the key is. Change the contrast, turn off mm. the brightness, and follow the wires. And I figured it out. And uh, Josh actually put it as a uh, comment in one of his uh, on the video, so that people can see it. And it's great. It was a fifty-one hundred, um, where the head the head unit was to the left, and there was a hidden eight ninety one in there you only can see if you change the some contrast you look really really close and some brightness so it was a neat to uh be able to figure it out in i guess i I, maybe i put 20 minutes on into it just figuring out change the brightness i figure out what the body looked like and it was cool and also i i appreciated the um the after chat on saturday Mm -hmm. where um Edison was on there, and I said, hi, Edison, and he, and he saw it, so it was, it was neat that he saw that. <laughs> he
2: just, <laughs> he saw <laughs> the chat. He's like, yeah. who's Nathan? <laughs> That's
3: funny. And, um, and then the keywords for the giveaway were like clock and coffee. He's like, stop, stop typing clock. Why are you, why, are you, why are you, why are you typing clock? Stop, stop, stop. Why are you typing coffee? Why, why, why are you typing coffee? So this is key one Mike Alfaculu. Appreciating Josh and appreciating your special children.
1: They are they are very special. That's uh,
0: Because everybody was spamming coffee and clock. He's like, why is everybody saying this? Why is
2: everybody saying this? That's
0: the giveaway. (laughs) They have to say that to get on the giveaway. He's like, no, I want you to stop. Everybody stop. Because <laughs> he was trying to read all the comments as they were flying by. And then all of a sudden it was just coffee, 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 coffee.
1: And he's like, I didn't read the last one. Yeah. Yeah. This is a child who, when he wants to do something, he will be pretty relentless yes. in trying to get it done. Yes. And highly frustrated. If somebody stands in his way. Yeah. So everybody who was typing coffee and clock, you are now Edison's mortal enemies. Yeah, you're you're on his list. Well, thank you so much, Nathan. I appreciate that. Uh, And Doug before, if I didn't say it.
6: Hey, Josh and Leah. It's your furniture making and coughing, crafting Vermont correspondent, Noah. Hey, Noah. He won November golf Oscar. Wingo's radio here, just <laughs> calling to wish you both a merry Christmas, and happy oh, New Year. Oh, thank you! Merry
1: Christmas and both happy New Year to you.
6: Such a gift to all of us, and uh, we should all be getting you.
1: We appreciate you guys. Oh, thank just you. Just
6: thinking good thoughts. Maybe you don't want to get so many packages sent to you. Right? No, you guys don't. Oh, no, it would make the podcast extra long if all of us sent you something. <laughs> but uh, I also have a little ham radio gift idea, uh, tip, last minute. Uh right now at Lowe's, they I guess they have signed a contract with Klein Tools or something. Mm-hmm. So they're a bunch of like yes. pretty affordable little tools.
1: I did see this. And there
6: are two of note. One is a duct knife, which is like sixteen bucks. Stainless steel. What's
1: a duct knife? Uh
6: just perfect for field ops and you know cutting Cut a guy, Cutting wire or pretty much anything. Um it's great to carry around. And the other are these uh line bags basically like they basically are kind of throw bags um mm-hmm. but they're really durable they have like a sturdy zipper on top and it's perfect for like a mountaintop or qcx mini or maybe josh that new ella craft that you got um so any of the listeners out there wanted had were looking for some ideas last minute uh check those things out pretty good um especially the bags i think it's 14 bucks for two yep i'm looking um, at it right now but that's it uh yeah happy holidays to all, all the hrcc family and side note all the other vermont correspondents what the heck is up with this weather flooding oh yesterday no yesterday or the day before it's crazy let's get some snow all right it's not snowing in vermont someone call yet? kevin costner 73 51 <laughs> November golf Oscar Wingos radio
1: <laughs> Thank you so much Noah. Yeah, thank you. Noah. I have a quick question for sure. you about these oh. throw bags. Uh, okay. Are throw bags normally like when you use them for sodas you you bring them up empty, right?
2: Mm,
0: no. Okay, why so would I, you add that weight? I don't know that I would call what Noah um mentioned as a as a throw bag. So I could be looking at the wrong one, but this is the Klein Tools Zipper Bag Stand-Up Tool Pouch. It's a tool pack, multicolors. It's ballistic nylon with uh, a—looks like a reinforced bottom, that part that stands up. They're $14.99. They're available. Like I can pick it up down the street. I may pick some up because there's not a ham I know that wouldn't like a nice-sized pouch. Mm. Not a big pouch, just like a, you know, large— a little bit larger than like a fanny pack type of. You guys pouch. love bags, love little love bags. Ba- little organizing bags, organizing bags, big into pouches. There isn't a ham I know that wouldn't like just a. Here is a hot pouches. tip for
1: everybody: mm-hmm. if you sign your significant other, your female significant other, up for a subscription called Ipsy, they send oh. like five different products to, mm-hmm. um, and they're the products are pretty good. From my experience, Uh, every month comes with a bag and it's a cosmetic bag, Mm -hmm. which is exactly what uh, they will be on the feminine side, obviously, because they're cosmetic bags, but they will be so distinctly different.
0: There's no question. That
1: if you put something in there and you have a pretty good memory for like what you put in there you're not gonna confuse it with something else that is a matching bag to something else
0: yeah you were getting a lot of these because mm-hmm. i think you had it like a couple of years mm-hmm. i would say roughly 65 percent of them i wouldn't be caught dead using mm. with the iconography that was on them
2: mm-hmm.
0: but some of them are like weird enough that they're like also like non-gendery they're just using crazy colors and whatnot mm-hmm. That i was like that yes because it's so bright yeah and vibrant that you're like i won't lose that when I put something in that one, I'll know it's mine or some, I'm going to, we're, we're going to have some crazy bump in with some lady and she's going to walk away with a QRP radio and I'm going to have a compact and I'm like, <laughs> well, this was disappointing for me, yeah. but most of the time, like there's no question, like, yeah, the, the, these will work great. They're not much bigger than like a mountain topper three band. You might be able to stuff like a four band in there, which is probably good enough. You know, most mm-hmm. of the time it's fine, but to to back to the the comment on a throw bag, so I've heard throw bag mentioned in like two kind of different ways.
1: Throw th- it in your bag. <laughs> well, I, that's probably what
0: Noah meant. That's probably what Noah gotcha.
1: meant. Gotcha. Versus an in the tree. Right. Give it to a squirrel to run it up. Right. So
0: I have I have tiny little drawstring pouches that I keep empty, as you were referring to, that I'll just pick up rocks on the trail and I'll add it to the throw bag. Then I'll use that on my cord that I'm mm-hmm. going to throw into a tree. I'll use the bag to, to throw it up my antenna and then when I'm done empty the bag out the bag becomes weightless again or the weight of the bag and then you know back down the trail. The other throw bag quote unquote is a lar- much larger bag that you put your throw line in along with oh, your weighted bag which I is a, which is another thrown a throw bag but that is specifically designed for getting a line into a tree. Um, those are for like arborist. That's like an arborist throw weight mm-hmm. or an arborist throw line bag. Those are also. What does
1: assistant. Adam use?
0: Nothing. Again, Adam just, he just
1: runs it up the tree himself. Right. Just runs it right up. Because that man <laughs> doesn't stop running.
0: <laughs> he moves quick. Gotta,
1: Adam's like one, the guy in one of those Kung Fu movies who's like running across the tree. Uh, <laughs> what was the guy's name
0: from uh, Li Lee, Lee Bu Mai? Li? Something my. What are you talking about? From uh, Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon, where they're fighting in the, They're literally fighting on the thinnest yes, branches yes. of the tree. Yes. Li Mu Bai. Li Mu Bai is, okay. Mu bai is okay. the main character, Chao Young Fat. And they're literally on the thinnest little branch, and they're yes. standing on it, like bouncing. That's Adam. Yeah, yeah that's like, Adam. With, 100%. with gingerly placing his antenna mm-hmm. wire on yeah. the tree. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's
0: like no squirrels. I can't trust you for this. This is too light of work.
1: I'll still feed you though. Yeah, don't yeah. worry. <laughs> enjoy,
0: your, enjoy yourself with the tiny hot tub I made for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Take a load off.
1: He somehow fa- found a way to run it from the hot spring. It's crazy. <laughs> no, he, just, he,
0: he heated up rocks. And then put the rocks in the water, which is much
1: more impressive to find a hot spring. Oh, just run the water. (laughs) Yeah,
0: also possible. Hi, this
4: is Chris Alpac. Hey, Chris Sierra Bravo. Um, I was listening to the podcast and um, I remembered there is another tree called the honey locust that is good for its. it's sap, it can be refined into a, into a syrup. And I, I don't know if that grows anywhere near where you are. I know that a in, uh, kind of the Kansas, Missouri area, we have locust trees. I don't know if they're honey locust trees, but uh, you can identify them by these like really long thorns. Um, but well, anyway, a bite-y there's tree. another tree you can Ooh, turn into syrup. The tree is sharp um, again. <laughs> uh, Josh, I had a question for you. Love it. Um, I would like a device that would allow me to receive on HF with one antenna and transmit on another antenna. And when I try to look this up, the result that I see is a pan adapter, and I don't think that's what I'm looking for. Like I I'm, I'm picturing a device that energizes a relay when I hit the PTT button and switches to the transmitted transmit mm-hmm. antenna. Um, I don't know if anything like that exists, um, but uh, I'd like to try and figure that out. All right. That's all I got. Thank you. Bye.
0: Yeah, it does. Uh, this is just one example. You can go determine, you know, what you want to do. This is the mfj 1708 dash sdr sdr rf sensing tr switch with so239 um there is two antennas that you can connect to it and i'll just read from this this the rf sensed tr switch with a passive splitter designed to be used with a transceiver and a separate receiver such as the popular sdr receivers the the splitter Gives high isolation between the transceiver and SDR receive port to reduce cro- crosstalk interference. Oh, you know what? Now that I'm looking at this, oh, that's for one antenna. I don't know if it's bi directional. No, it wouldn't be, would it? Hmm. One second. Well, that only took me a second. Uh, the MFJ1707 Bravo. So, of course, they make it in the other form. The automatic RF sense antenna switch, which is an audio switch that goes between two antennas. So this allows you to have a receive antenna and a transmit antenna. This is automatically switches separate transmit and receive antennas on transceivers with only one antenna port, right? So you have a 7300 and you have a really good listening antenna but you don't necessarily wanna use it as your transmit antenna. And that's a real thing. That's that's a real thing, obviously, because they make it. RF sensing for radios that do not have a keying output when transmitting, which is nice. Good isolation between transmit and receive ports, good SWR characteristics up to 450 megahertz. Control, and <laughs> there's literally a typo, control line input for radios that have a key line input. So if you do have that, you, you've got that capability for you know telling it an aux output that can be set to ground to mute or open to mute to key other devices, power off bypass and adjustable receive delay, uh, 50 milliseconds to four seconds. So, um, that is something that's important too with a lot of these is you likely, so if you have a 7,300, you may want to add a keying delay, uh, before you give the full power down the line or before you're transmitting SSB into this or, you know, whatever, You might want that uh, capability to be able to do that. That's a handy thing. That is $140, which for, you know, that's not an inexpensive part, but at the same time, it's exactly what you want to do. It is likely that you can find other people that make this, and I have not used this, so I can't say whether it's good or not. But given the background of what's in there, it's, it's a relay and some other stuff that's probably pretty straightforward to be able to do. So, yeah, that's it. You can go check that out.
1: All right. Well, Chris, I hope Josh answered your question. Thanks for voicemailing in, and it's time for the last voicemail.
3: Okay. Oh, uh, yes. It is Kilo and Mike Alfazulu. Let's hey, get Nathan. this quick. Um, I was calling in, and I was thinking uh, of an idea, since um, Alea was saying on um, the, the HRCC uh, Discord the, for the podcast that she's only on um, G2 or whatever. <laughs> for mm-hmm. the uh, let's let's call it studying. Um <laughs> oh, shame. But maybe, maybe if people just randomly read off a question from the question pool that's further in, maybe she'll learn some stuff. Um, instead of just getting stuck in G one, G two. So maybe maybe people can just read off a question. All the options and um have her pause and then (laughs) figure it out and then give the answer or not. Um, and the other thing I thought about (laughs) is, um, by the time this comes out, we, people got like less than a day for the giveaway, the the 300,000 subscriber giveaway. Oh, I saw people listen this Friday or Saturday morning. You have your last points. And, um, Maybe Josh has a random other Josh. Can will the will the giveaway link just take any word? Like no, it doesn't. It's not gonna get rid of the submission. So, so I get you get um, how people are. Um,
1: oh, any any secret event. word that Each we have provided. You have a word, you can see yeah.
3: how what people. Yeah. And how many people you get. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't each time get less and less because people have gotten Yes I don't know. That's that's my thoughts. Giveaway thoughts. So um I can't wait for you to uh say my name as a winner. I uh, yeah, what's the likelihood of that? So this is Key One Mike Alpha <laughs> saying seventy three and um hopefully this is the last voicemail and I know that's all on me.
2: Uh, well
0: You know, Nathan, thank you for asking and thank you for the plug. The 300,000 subscriber giveaway is going to be this Saturday. The link will be in the show notes. It will take you to a Google form that you can sign up. And there is a section in there for a secret word. We do ask that you put the secret word in there. And it's really weird that you're uh, the last voicemail and mention the giveaway because the secret word this week is Nathan. (laughs) So (laughs) what are the odds in that? That's pretty impressive. So he asked the question, "What is the point of the secret word?" And he nailed it. it. It's just for us to like look at where people are finding the giveaway, right? And yes, Nathan, you're also correct that given enough time, those secret word numbers go down, right? Because you can only enter once, right? The the tool just removes all the secondary entries. So your yeah.
1: first entries are the only ones that are going to be yeah. That's the only one that sticks. Anyway. So
0: your first secret word is the one that sticks, right? So that's that's what we're looking we're looking at. And then over time, right? If we statistically take a look at where the word came from. We know where the word was was used. So was it a live stream? Was it the podcast? Was it, you know, me being on... Or was it Jason when he mentioned the giveaway and yeah. we had a special word for him, right? Those are all interesting little data points. How we'll use them? Don't Who know knows? yet. Don't know we yet. We just like
1: data. We love data. I literally was just looking at exam tools data.
0: Yeah, exam tools has like a metrics page that you can go to, which is super yeah, cool. Yeah,
1: to find out uh, who's testing... The most people,
0: yeah. Which vec is doing the running through the most uh, exams, which is pretty cool. All that stuff. You know who's still killing
1: it, the Godfather,
0: Gordon West. Absolutely. W five y i.
1: That's right.
0: Okay. Well, thanks everybody for sending us voicemails. We again really do appreciate it. If you don't want to send an email, it's totally fine to just call us when you're upset and you're like, I want to respond to them now, but I'm driving. Well, you don't have to stop and. Email like some kind of cave person, you can use your smartphone with hands free technology to leave us a voicemail. Right?
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Then that means we're heading to the Blooming Tower. This is where we read your emails that you send to layathamtactical.com. We appreciate your, you know, just telling us your story in amateur radio What have you been up to? If that's a, a fun little poda anecdote or a soda quibble, it's a quibble, right? Quibble? Quibbles. Quibbles? Okay, so we'll sure. go with that. That's what you're talking about. Sure. sure. It's like a Tribble, the cousin of a yeah. Tribble. Is a Quibble? Yeah. Or just ask a question. We love the questions. I'd love to see if I can help you at all. And we really do appreciate you sending your merch ideas that kind of fuel the creative powers that is hamtactical.com. The merch store that Leia runs takes your merch ideas and creates them. And if we like your idea and make it, we will send you one for free. Speaking of that, Leia, there's one we got last week that we still... Mm-hmm. You need to add that to your list during the break. Yeah, absolutely. The break that we're that, that mm-hmm. myself the and that the kids on, are on.
1: Which definitely but doesn't actually double my work.
0: Shuffle that just in to what you got going on.
1: The worst need part. I need you to
0: wrap that you know, all up while I'm on break. I don't I don't want to be stressed on my break thinking that <laughs> this new amazing merch has not been created. you know, I just don't I don't want that anxiety on me.
1: See, here's the thing. <laughs> you and the boys being home. Mm-hmm. For more hours of the day, creates it's more
0: work. Oh yeah, totally. It's a nightmare. Right. It's a nightmare scenario.
1: Yeah, it's not a nightmare. It's a lovely having everybody home and together. It's
0: that. It's that. It's that. Uh, it's that meet cute nightmare kind
1: of thing. What? How is a meat cute ever a nightmare?
0: It's just a. Uh, it's just a. It's like a Hallmark movie where everything's just kind of not right. <laughs> <laughs> everything's great. But there's just something that's just not right about it, because we're doing like why are these kids who knows not in what school? who's going to be responsible for these kids during the day? <laughs> it's you. I, <laughs>
1: You're going to take them on podas every day. What are we doing? No, we're doing a poda. Do you remember the last we're time I <laughs> <laughs>
0: attempted a poda with them in the car? It we're was doing a nightmare.
1: A, what are we doing today, Daddy? Uh, we're doing a soda.
2: That's I can on kiddos.
0: Like what is this? A one pointer? Yeah, yes, time to do this. Why is it six miles?
1: (laughs) That's just San Juan
0: Hill, bud.
1: Edison walks a mile. Well, how much farther? I know. I'm (laughs) I'm
0: I'm dreading taking him on a hike. Well, you got to work on his endurance. He was in like an endurance running class. I don't doubt that he can do it. (laughs) I just think he's gonna get bored of doing it.
1: It's because you don't let him, like, throw sticks around. <laughs> if you let him throw sticks, he's fine. But you're all good trail manners. Like...
0: <laughs> yeah. You have Drew coming after us.
1: And Adam. <laughs> At- oh, and Adam.
0: Adam comes out and of- did you just stack up three rocks?
2: <laughs>
0: Addison, tell me. Look me in the eyes. Is that warning anyone of a trail hazard or a poorly marked trail
1: and no, this is no, like, adam. i'm i'm a trail hazard <laughs> I'm, just I'm, leaving, I'm just leaving them behind me <laughs> am i doing it right mr adam <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's like that, that kid that instagram story it's like now are you gonna be part of the problem or are you going to be part of the solution? And she goes, I'm going to be the whole problem. I'm going to be the whole problem. <laughs> the whole problem. <laughs> like, yep. Yes, you are. <laughs> that means we're going to start ascending the tower. And we haven't done it in a couple of weeks. And we're bringing it back.
2: Hello. Hello. Welcome to the tower. Hello, hello. Welcome
0: to the tower. Leah's reading your emails and Josh is going on a tangent. Thank you for your email. We hope you like it here. Beautiful. Love it. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for emailing us. Leah, let's do it.
1: The first email is... Titled VE Accreditation. Ah. And this comes from Nick, our uh, HRCC VE team leader extraordinaire. Indeed. Since you asked, the pass rate for the HRCC team is about 90%. Wow. Solid, solid. See, the biggest brains, the biggest brains in ham radio.
0: How much higher does the pass rate go up where people start asking questions? <laughs> 90% is reasonable. It's yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That feels right. Like
1: 99% success rate? Really, nice. Right? Really, <laughs> <laughs> what do the rooms look like? <laughs>
0: you know, you're going to have to have them pan the room twice. I think. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to make people sit on the toilet.
1: The room was empty. I think somebody made a comment about, uh, but there was a cat in the room. That cat was tapping out in Morse code. (laughs) And to me, if you know enough Morse code to cheat on a test, you're probably solid without it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
2: You
0: wrote there was a cat in the room. You didn't say it was a man in a fursuit. (laughs)
1: All right. He goes by
0: Muffins, okay?
1: (laughs) He's got a name. I do think it would be fun to do a live stream from a VE session. Nick says Josh wouldn't even need to be a VE or (laughs) accredited. He's 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 removed all. Like, where where am I exactly? (laughs) Hey, I'm Josh. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) I'm
0: auditing. (laughs) It's like all those. Like,
1: Uh, I'm just here to here to see how you're doing.
0: That was always one of my, like, I, I never understood it, but like a lot of colleges, like, you could just not be a student. You can go audit the class.
1: Because classes are expensive. No, what I don't understand. You
0: understand. I understand, but like, there's people who would do this like all the time, right? Like, there's some people it's that would. It's
1: do... free education. It's wild. There's right? a, a lot of. Is the... that like a legal
0: thing? Like, they're required to allow that?
1: I don't know if they're required, but like, if you see all of the. Um, ads for, oh, you can take free Harvard classes, you can take free Cornell classes, blah, 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 blah. That's just auditing online classes. You're not getting credit for those. Okay. If you want the credit, you end up having to pay for them.
0: Oh, it's like a sample. <laughs> this is like the Costco sample of, of colleges.
1: But it's like really amazing because it allows it, it allows people to be self-taught in things, mm-hmm. right? If, if the class is in an area that... Maybe you wouldn't be able to access that class if you weren't in a degreed program, mm-hmm. like medicine, for instance, right?
0: This is this is exactly what scares me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I attended all of the Harvard medical classes. I
0: audited the crap out of some classes.
1: <laughs> but it's just like going to a seminar or something like that. It's just a seminar that happens. Every two to three to five days, <laughs> you
0: know, it's wild.
1: Well, I mean, I think you can actually do the same thing with a lot of the Google courses too. Mm-hmm. They're free until you need the certification. Okay, and then if you actually do need the certification, you pay. Okay, for it. Okay, so, uh, and Nick signs off. Seventy three, Nick. N one C C K.
0: Thank you, Nick. Thank you thank for taking you the time for, and answering our. Thank
1: questions. you for answering. The next email is titled "Homework Assignment." Oh, okay. And this comes from Andrew the Brocam. Hey, Lea and Josh. I'm currently <laughs> watching "Leave the World Behind" on your recommendation.
0: Here we go. Oh, I'm excited to hear this. Oh, how's this going to turn?
1: I don't think you mentioned it was directed and co-written by Sam Ismail, but once I found out, I knew this movie would be fantastic. If you haven't checked out Sam Ismail's other work, Mr. Robot, I highly recommend it. I even spotted some of E-Corps, the evil corporation for Mr. Robot logos in the background, perhaps hinting the movie and the show are in the same universe, especially since both have elements of hacking. 100%. I believe that if you drop things like that, they have to be in the same universe. Oh, yeah. 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 If Mr. Robot is anything to go by, he's dedicated to accuracy, which could explain the ham shack. If I had to guess, this movie is chock full of hidden messages, code, and ARGs. What's an ARG?
0: Augmented reality game.
1: Oh, I mean, no, there's no ARGs, but um I oh, think that there's some true. real hidden messages. No,
0: an ARG is not like what you would think of as a traditional game. Mm, mm. Like it's it's like in a movie where there's like this blip of audio noise in the background and some industrious ham gets the audio and runs it through some kind of digital mode and it actually is a picture and the mm-hmm. picture is a QR code and then you pull up the QR code and it's to a website and the website has some weird oh, things. You can, that's an ARG. Gotcha. Right? It's like the, it's a game because it's not uh, connected to something real, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a game. It's but like it's a, dad. Yeah, it's kind of like dad. Yeah, dad, mm-hmm. dad is, a, is a good example, right? With all that stuff that was exterior to that. Yeah. Or remember the lo-fi hip-hop girl?
1: yes and then and the camera moved, lo-fi boy
0: but the I camera think. moved for a while and mm-hmm. then it would go into you could go into the room and it turned out to be a whole new channel yeah like yeah stuff like that is an arg
1: gotcha i took a picture of the leaflet and used google lens to translate not sure what it means now i want to see the translation
0: oh yeah there's a uh, it, it's a uh, in farsi i believe i'm not sure but then the movie references that there was another pamphlet. In that, Korean. Well, I was going to say Korean. Now you've spelled yeah. a bit of it, but in a different language. It's too late.
1: I've already established.
0: That I, you're the spoiler. Yeah,
1: I'm the yeah. spoiler. That's, that's my supervillain name. <laughs> the, the spoiler, what do you do? I just ruin plot lines <laughs>
0: for, for everyone. What was, the, what was the old line of exhibit from uh, Pit My Ride? I heard you, we heard you like spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> so we put a spoiler on your car and Snape kills Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one.
1: That's my favorite. That's
0: such a good one. I totally forgot about that one.
1: I saw this video of a guy uh, talking about showing his girlfriend or his wife, Harry Potter oh, for the first time. Could you imagine? She had She had never seen it. Like meeting so, an
0: adult that you have like close relations with
1: to watch Harry and then they've Potter. Never po- seen it so many it, times. I watch Harry Potter, and well, obviously I watch it during the holiday season. That's just yeah. uh So I'm deep in it now, right? I'm, we're on the fourth movie. We just finished it, mm-hmm. and that's when
0: it really gets you—the fourth one.
1: And so many times, I'm just like, ah, this would be so amazing to watch again for the first time,
0: right? it's yeah <laughs> Star Wars the the ridge tridge is like that for me yeah. um yeah i don't know if there's i can't say there's a ton of movies that i feel that or think that mm-hmm. but but that is the Harry Potter series is really really good yeah in that area
1: and i mean the Harry Potter series is so good that it makes you want to go back and read the books because oh, yeah. then the book fills out the universe even more but He's talking about, like, at the end of the first, like, movie or two, as they're moving through Mm -hmm. the series. uh, She goes, so far, my favorites are Dumbledore, Snape, Dobby, and Hedwig. (laughs) And that's when he goes, how do you feel about Fred? (laughs) (laughs) So bad. So bad. It's going to be devastating. Oh, my (laughs) God. All right. So... Andrew continues. I just finished the movie, and now the wife is worried about what will happen in a disaster scenario. So I think I'll use that to my advantage to try and get more of a budget for our preparedness and radio setup. Okay, this, this, is, is, a, this is this a is a very important thing that I think everyone is missing. Everybody who's like, "Oh, I didn't like this movie because, like, because the does. Obamas." Well, no, not not because the Obamas. Whatever. It's.
0: I knew when I put that in the – I did not have Obama's name in the title. I did. Of video. I renamed the you told the video. me to rename it, and yeah. I went, yes, honey, absolutely. And I knew – see, because what they're saying – I didn't even get the connection to Mr. Robot. But I know most of the people that made that comment might have been familiar with Mr. Robot, and they, I think, totally checked out on the movie because of Obama alone. Like, That's fine. Probably, I, I mean, it's fine, but I, I still would like them to see the movie and actually have an objective lens on when they were watching it versus now this is jaded by it being an Obama thing. You know what I mean? Well, Because we didn't know that going in.
1: What, what they're missing out on is what is probably one of the first movies that would encourage preparedness in the average person. It doesn't make like an apocalyptic situation look that far-fetched right it is not it's very realistic obviously because it's pulled from things that happened that actually happened but just converged right but it's
0: it's it's also not dripping in violence that's the other thing
1: Oh, is it's not. Yeah.
0: So many so many apocalyptic movies. are And that was kind of where I was going with it's a total combo breaker because it's not dripping in violence. And so actually for significant others where you're of the preparedness mindset and they haven't really got it
1: yet. They get, maybe they think it's a little kooky or paranoid.
0: Right. This is actually this is this is probably the movie you might want to, you know, splash this in there and let them watch it because it's.
1: Plus, it's Julia totally Roberts reasonable. is in it. Right. Ethan Hawke.
0: Julia Roberts and Ethan Hawke play the straight people. The people that have no preparedness connotations. Yeah. They're totally blind to everything going on and they're just having to like deal with it. It's right. like thrown in. Their whole family. They're thrown into it.
1: And you are literally watching
0: Somebody's horn just sunk. We're good.
1: You are literally watching people who you could see like 80% of the population would be reacting the way that the people in this movie are. Then <laughs> maybe another 15% would be reacting the way that, um, what is it? Bacon. The other family. Kevin Bacon? No. Um, uh, what's his name? His last name's uh, Ali. Ali. Um, at Mar- where Mar-shan, he thinks.
0: Marshawn, Marshawn, something. I'm really bad yeah, pronouncing. Uh, it. Yeah,
1: I'm very terrible at. It. But like... you can tell he is he, he is somebody who's but he's not only was he clued in, he's capable and he obviously has a certain level of we talk about kind of this suburban everyday preparedness. Mm-hmm. So he's got cash put Marshala, away, he's Marshala
0: got Ali? Marshalla Ali? Maybe. Okay. I apologize. I I'm bad at it. He here.
1: he's got he's got cash he's Got firearms. He's obviously kind of like well-stocked. The house has solar, mm-hmm. right? So there's some element of being off-grid in emergency, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he knows not to go into the city in an emergency because he was already in the city. Okay. He, he has a home. He bugged, he bugged out as fast as he could, right, to kind of try to beat whatever might be coming based on his connectedness, mm-hmm. Right. And I think that maybe 15% of the population would be that, that they don't have their head in the sand that something bad could happen, but are not prepared for the extent. Then you have the top Mm -hmm. 5% that is somewhere in between Kevin Bacon Mm -hmm. and the people with the bunker, right? And then maybe the top 0.01% that just completely bug out of the country. Mm Mm-hmm. On, with the ability to do so because they have private jets and some place to get away to okay, right so, and, and they don't have to get through like a commercial airport or whatever okay so when you when you're watching it, this is accessible to people in so many different parts of the of the population, right? And then, When you realize they're not they're not kind of like pandering to a preparedness group, they're just like this is very realistic, everybody. That snaps people into being prepared, and actually, and I, I do think it's good. Yeah, but it it makes me concerned because the Obamas are not dumb. You may not agree with their politics, but they are fully aware of how the things they do or say impact the population. Mm -hmm. So they've created something that they know could create a level of paranoia Mm -hmm. that would cause people, the average person, to go out and get prepared. They got like, for what is somewhere between maybe millennial up to boomer, uh, Julia Roberts is the sweetheart. Okay, right. Like for that span of time.
2: Oh, you're
0: saying for the people that are potentially a target audience. Yes, Julia Roberts is in their zeitgeist. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. So yeah. with Ethan Hawke, well, Kevin Bacon. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so all of these people that they would never associate with any kind of real extremism because they were super mainstream. And still are in a lot of people's minds. Yeah. Like, if you pulled, like, maybe a Kevin Costner or a Tom Cruise, this would not take on the same realistic feel. Considering
0: what they have done before, particularly for Julia Roberts. I think Kevin Bacon fit the role. Like, if you think Kevin Bacon, like, okay, he he fits in that role. I mean, Ethan Hawke was a vampire, though, right? I mean, come on. Blade?
1: No, I'm not. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about not just them and the roles that they played. Mm -hmm. But what they stand for. Okay. Because they they're at points in their career that they don't have to go do this a uh, movie at all.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Interesting. So
1: they are you now have not only the Obamas. I think Obama, it was, think it was literally like,
0: they got a phone call and it was freaking Barack Obama. The other letter's like, uh, I'm I'm making a movie and I'd like you to be the wacko prepper guy. And Kevin Bacon's like, damn right.
1: I mean, that's fine for Kevin Bacon. He's, but for he Julia Robert. like
0: one day of shooting. <laughs> that
1: was it. I mean, for the vast majority of the, the famous cast members, these are very mainstream people. hmm Sure. And I think it really normalizes this acceptance that there is a potential apocalypse. This is not paranoia from a bunch of like doomsday preppers anymore. Ah that's interesting,
0: yeah, I can see that, yeah, I wonder if they've like i mean okay, I agree, especially on no the heels
1: one... of a global pandemic right right
0: and I'm you guys can all quote me on this. I don't believe that if you have attained any very high rank in any government that you are an idiot it 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 doesn't matter. You have to be intelligent enough, at least good enough to cover your own butt for that long right
1: mm.
0: hear me out hear me out
1: <clears throat> no there there are like legacy um there are legacy politicians okay that fine i i think bank on their families' names uh,
0: okay i guess you got me on that one um but i don't think the obamas are stupid
1: oh absolutely not
0: i don't necessarily agree with their politics but i don't think they're stupid right so that's interesting. I'm sure that is also a discussion point they had multiple times. Like, is this going to cause, like, a panic? Uh, is this going to make people freak out? And it did. Like, there's there's all kinds of articles that have been posted since this came out of people going like, I guess this is actually possible. That's kind of crazy.
1: Uh, it is possible, and it's kind of nice to see people shifting over mm-hmm. to focusing on being more self-reliant, not, not as a Like this is what fringe people do, but like, oh, I should be self-reliant.
0: Oh, instead of it being an othering thing, this is now a, this could be for
1: me. Right. It's it's shining a light on the fact that you're not going to be able to depend on the government to bail you out of a post-apocalyptic emergency.
0: Or even just a localized emergency. Yeah. I mean, first responders we know get busy. Not, you know, not, not in that way but they are busy doing their first responder job or they're wrapped up taking care of their family, something we've repeated over and over again. Or they can't get to you because
1: the roads are blocked. By Teslas. Sure. Yeah, that's right. And also, I appreciate the fact that they made Teslas look bad. Yeah. (laughs) It's
0: just, that's... (laughs) I wanted to save this. I wanted to save this for an inevitable New Year's discussion of, like, what are you surprised about that happened in 2023? I am surprised that the majority of the world has come around to seeing Elon Musk for exactly what he is. I cannot th- like, right? How-, how
1: how long was the con man aura going to take to lose its sheen?
0: Like, how, how many things, stupid things was that man going to say before it? finally started sticking in people's brains. Like (laughs) I started out as the kid in the morning, waking you all up with pots and pans, banging them, (laughs) talking about Elon Musk. I remember live streams where people were coming at me and the chats, I'm like, I shouldn't even be talking about this, but you guys got me all riled up. This is supposed to be a ham radio live stream, but here it comes. And I'm just dumping all my Elon Musk stuff. For years, I've been doing this. And now I feel... Vindication is probably the best word. <laughs> I can't tell
1: you. You know, so it's funny because these two things kind of fall in line to me. And it's like, I feel like the world is starting to see things the way I see them. <laughs>
0: like... And I don't know if I should be scared
1: <laughs> or feel good about it. I don't know what to do. It's like... I've been out here all alone for so long.
0: <laughs> I've been outstanding in my field alone. <laughs> and now you're finally all coming to the field. <laughs> and you're trying to be outstanding in the field,
1: which is great. We could all, be outstanding, we can all be outstanding in the field. We could all be outstanding in the field. Uh, it's so funny, too, because I think somebody said to you today, the way you feel about Elon Musk is how I feel about Obama. <laughs> said that.
0: No, Zuckerberg. Uh, oh, Zuckerberg. It, it was Mike, yeah. KMRD, because <laughs> he wouldn't get Instagram. I linked him to a, a, a short. I texted him. And he's like, the way you feel about Elon Musk is how I feel about Zuckerberg. I will not. And I'm like,
1: hey. Respect. I know where I'm
0: coming from. Yeah. (laughs) So I know where you're at. (laughs) Uh,
1: So many people could just be responsible for the downfall of society. I I honestly think it's really less than a couple dozen people (laughs) that if they join together.
0: No, it's it's actually Marshal Ali that yeah. has the best line, I think, in the entire movie. And it's after the Kevin Bacon altercation when they're in the car. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, listen, I don't think that it's like any cabal that got together to make this happen. He's like, I think it's just just people. Like, inevitably, stuff like this is I'm, I'm totally screwing up the paraphrasing. But that it's not any like super intelligent, mastermind, Bond villain group. It's just a series of inept decisions by not fully understanding people that could be super smart, but just don't have all the information or they're being manipulated to do this, that, I the don't other. remember
1: what you're talking about right now. The one where he's in the car? That's not how I interpreted what he said.
0: When he was looking at Ethan Hawke, he's like, I need to know you're with me on this. I need to know that, like, like we're not family, but we're all we have. We got to be it together. Yeah. And and he asked him, why is all this happening? You got all this information, which at the time you think he's got a lot of it. And he's like, I don't think I've got that much more than you've got. And the reality right. is, is I don't think it's any one big, you know, massive conspiracy. It's just mm. A, a mm. St- structures of power sure. that are basically, you know, crumbling kind of.
1: Well, Andrew says, he. I think the real message of this movie is I'll be there for you, <laughs> which is like the friends thing. And then kind of along the lines of what you're talking about right now, I need to know you're going to be there for me. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, that and is maybe the... that is why the friends, uh, the friends theme runs so much through oh. the movie. Oh, that's,
0: yeah.
1: And I it ends on the, the little girl yeah. being able to finish the series.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, That that's, um, God, that's such a throwaway. That's just where my mind goes. I'm like the least interested in that story arc. Yeah. But I could see how that's like, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, okay.
1: So he huh. says, good movie recommendation. Go mo- watch Mr. Robot. I will go watch Mr. Robot now. Based on your recommendation, it's a, it's a yeah, we'll watch it together. Okay, how's that? You know then, how that goes. And then I will start watching it without you. That's yeah, how it goes. I love you very much. I love you too. Right. I just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's seventy three. The brocam, K eight A R H. And then you. there's a image here. That oh, it is the image from the Google Lens that translate the. Uh, what you thought was Farsi Mm -hmm. on the flyer in the movie. We ask that you pay immediate attention to what we say in this post. We have the most dangerous and destructive explosives in history, and we leave this horrific fact to you to contemplate and stress the validity of what is said. Hmm. I just want to use this on your land, and steps must be taken to stop the resistance built for peaceful inquiry into your religion. Mm. okay i think that last part the peaceful inquiry that that section into religion probably is something more along the lines of a
0: word they use that is known to them that is poorly translated
1: like stopping the resistance built for a peaceful inquiry into religion i think that is essentially you need to convert like that probably is, just jihad it's word. like convert to convert uh, or die Yeah, something like that, yeah. All right, well, thank you so much, and thanks for that uh, translate. The next email is titled, WinLink Success, and it comes from Scott. Hi, Josh and Leah. Scott, va A four. SMC here. Mm -hmm. I asked on an after chat about using Winlink Winlink through a microphone with Vox strapped to a set of headphones, much like I did FT8. Mm -hmm. I have an old ICOM IC730 and is super basic but works really well and was able to do FT8. You assured me that it would work. I mentioned I was unable to connect with any RMS gateways. But after some fiddling, I'm happy to report that I was successful sending and receiving emails using this method. Excellent. The first time, I was so happy, even though it was through a local RMS gateway on 30 meters. Knowing that the method was sound for that application, I decided to contact a fellow ham and ask if there was anyone who could help test a peer-to-peer message. Oh, cool. This ham put me in touch with a fellow about 100 kilometers away from my QTH, and he offered to turn his radio on and give it a shot. Well, I was blown away. Wow. We connected straight away and sent weather reports back and forth. He also told me that the original ham uh, I contacted has a Windlink station running 24-7 and suggested I try to send him a report. So I tuned up the provided frequency 80 meters, and sure enough, had a connection, a successful connection, and report transfer around 300 kilometers away. Hmm. Now I am on a mission to homebrew a transceiver digital interface so I can do this properly. I have breadboarded the interface, which includes a PTT circuit, and it worked pretty darn good.
2: Wow. This old
1: radio has all the inputs and outputs necessary through the radio's accessory plug at the rear of the radio. It's amazing all the things these designs integrated into such an old radio. I
0: love that. That's great.
1: Thank you for explaining that this was going to work because I could not find a straight answer on the Internet. We are in an age where it is assumed that you can plug your radio into a computer and away you go. I know I could have used a commercial interface, but where is the fun in that? That's that's the spirit.
0: Yeah, I, I do remember this after chat question, and I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that I yeah. was able to give you some, you know, go for it attitude. <laughs>
1: Well, Scott signs off. I really enjoy the podcast and listen every week. Thanks, guys. Seventy three Scott V A four S M C. Well, thank you for listening every week, yeah. and I'm so glad you had success. Yeah, that must have felt like such a thrill.
0: Oh, when you get when the uh, when the gateways come back to you, that feels good. Yeah.
1: All right. The next email is titled Prepper Camp.
0: Prepper Camp.
1: Okay. Yeah, and this kit comes from K O four W T F. Hey, Leah. It's been a couple of weeks, but as promised, here's more information on Prepper
0: Camp. Ah, uh, yes. Okay.
1: Let's see if I can paint a little picture of what Prepper Camp is. Imagine, okay. in your mind's
0: eye. Here I am. I got my hands up.
1: A privately owned campground, aka not a state park, mm-hmm. that is nestled in the foothills of North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains. Ooh. It has a tiny little lake with a dock that's equipped with pedal boats and kayaks. The only neighbors are cattle grazing on the adjacent hill. Throughout the meadow, there's half a dozen or so white event tents that have TV, sound system, and rows of white folding chairs. There's a corridor of a dozen or so easy up tailgating style tents that house vendors. Many of these vendors double as presenters for the plethora of classes. The class choices include, but are not limited to, edible plants. Amateur radio, everyday carry, go bags, canning, winemaking, home defense, essential oils, (laughs) CQB, (laughs) making soaps, reloading ammo, blacksmithing, and many, many more. The people who attend are as diverse as the classes. Yes, there are plenty of people walking around in multicam looking at. Looking all tactical and ready for the zombie apocalypse. But there are also groups of people who look like they got lost trying to find their book club or quilting meeting. Oh,
0: that's kind of that's great. Actually, they watched uh, Leave the World
1: Behind. (laughs) It is really quite a diverse crowd. I was amazed at how far people travel to attend. I even talked to someone from California of all places. Imagine that. I won't bore you with more details. I was not bored. I was enthralled. No, great. I've included the link below. and There's a link of classes. I'm going to pop this open and I'll drop the link to Prepper Camp in the show notes. Uh, but it appears that, wow, there's like just a never ending amount of classes here.
0: Could you um, imagine what the conversations is like at the uh, essential oil tent? They're like, I can't get my toddler to sleep. Have you, have you tried thieves oil?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I've got a cough that won't
0: go away. Have you thought of making a tincture of thieves oil?
1: That's uh, you're talking about kind of like MLM. I have a gaping essential. chest wound. Have you
0: tried making a chest seal and then putting thieves oil on it?
1: You you're talking a very specific essential oils are great when
0: I've heard thieves oil is great.
1: The <laughs> thieves oil for some reason is just touted as the the full solution you do to Thieves everything. Oil about it. Yeah. <laughs> I have also always wanted to go to North Carolina, and I have a friend who has come out to California mm-hmm. to, like, visit and do stuff out here. Like, who they lives came to California
0: North- to announce that they're gay?
1: No. They they came out for like for vacation. I would for, just said they came yeah.
0: to California, <laughs> like I the whole state.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that
0: seems like a big undertaking.
1: And so she and I have met up a couple times over here. Uh, there, she's a part of uh, the birth group from Ben's birth year. Oh, and she age. lives in North Carolina in like a hundred-year-old home. That's like oh, super beautiful. They got a they lot renovated of in. in there. Probably. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Anyway. Maybe making it.
1: (laughs) Uh, Josh, if you wanted to wet your backpacking whistle, you may want to check out the Foothills Trail. 77 miles through the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains. I'm working on doing it in pieces one week at a time with the hopes of doing a through hike once I get my backpacking legs under me. And there is a link for the Foothills Trail. Of course, both of these would require an East Coast trip. If that happens, let me know. I'll gladly make recommendations on places and could even take you all out for some pew therapy.
0: I love oh, that. Thank nice. you. Thank,
1: Thank you, you so for the much. invitation. One last thing to keep it radio centric at all. Okay. I'm getting ready to open up a box from DX Engineering. No, it's not a DX Commander. It's a Chameleon MCOM 3. Right on. I'm... I'm working on making my antenna setup more permanent. Mm-hmm. I know it's compromised. I'm hoping it pairs well with my G90 and will free up my long wire kit that I like to use for poda and camping. I'll also be on the weekly HRCC HF net here shortly. Mm-hmm. That's Fridays at 9.30 Eastern Time. Join the Discord and follow the hashtag HFNetChat for more information. Short update. Conditions were pretty bad. I couldn't even hear Evan, but I got checked in somehow. And that's, you know,
0: the, last week was bad.
1: the The HRCC admins and mods—they they do a lot more yes. than just mods. The net is and, one of them and Evan things.
0: in particular is the is now the net op for both Thursday and Friday nets. Yeah, like Evan, there are Evan's there are alternate amazing. nets, but Evan yeah. is really pulling a lot of weight right now, which is just awesome. Thank you, Evan.
1: And Evan also has a fantastic TikTok channel. He does. Channel. Mm-hmm. It's called called Amateurs and Airwaves. I right? believe that right? that's correct, yes. So if you are on TikTok, check him out because uh, he does lots of cool ham radio stuff on TikTok.
0: He does. Good call. And it's
1: informational him. versus a lot of Josh's videos are just funny.
0: <laughs> <Like>. Yeah, I <laughs> my informational well is tapped once I'm done with YouTube and I'm like... Leia's like, you should go make a, a stupid TikTok. And I'm like, let's do it. <laughs> not stupid in that sense, but, you know, like, just not serious.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that is K-O-4-W-T-F out. Well, thank you so much. I like it. You're, you're selling me on North Carolina. That's, that's for sure.
0: I got real grits out there.
1: I think that's one of the places I could potentially live. There's, like, H-marts out there.
0: You I, uh, you, 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 we'll go to, we'll go, we'll go. They have weather.
1: I mean, some weather is okay.
0: No, they have, they have a, they have, they have four seasons. Is what yes, you're saying? They have a, They're a four
1: season state.
0: Yes. Well, yes. It's, a,
1: it's raining here right now, and they have humidity.
0: It's the East Coast. They got humidity all up the, all up there. I don't East.
1: hate humidity. Humidity is good for the skin. So you the cold that's our. You remember I was in Austin. It was fine. That's Am I just too far from it now that I don't remember that I didn't like it so th-
0: there's, <laughs> there there's Austin was humid, yeah, Austin was humid, but it was like it felt like the humidity that you get in Hawaii
1: that was fine for me too.
0: That was fine for you. The East Coast humidity is not the same.
1: It's what, do you, not the same. what do you mean? It's more It's like a dewy humidity. It's
0: casual dry humidity. <laughs> okay it's it's that
1: you're just going through a dryer cycle all the time with a bunch of wet towels
0: (laughs) it is it is a different kind of humid i will say that you're probably like me in the sense that you would like the cicadas though the cicadas are cool yeah i'm always like there is one thing when i am somewhere different i will be the first person that will call out a cicada like if i hear a cicada cicada. no not Uh look at it you seldom see them you'd Uh have to go hunt for them they're just so loud that the noise carries. And it's such a foreign sound to me that mm. whenever I hear them, I'm like, oh, cicadas. It's and so everybody else is like, them. I wish they'd
1: just shut up by now. God, just go <laughs> die. <laughs> what is cicada season? How long is that?
0: It, it depends on which brood it is because they they burrow underground and they're down mm-hmm. there for years. And then they come out and it's just like it's on.
1: It's like we're here.
0: It's a love fest. Pay attention to us so they do what they gotta do and then die.
1: (laughs) All right. The next email is titled Mobile Antenna Position and this comes from Sam. Hi Leia and Josh. Merry Christmas. Hope you guys are doing well. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. First things first, ratchet straps.
0: The gift that keeps on giving.
1: I explained the long saga of the ratchet straps to my wife, who doesn't listen too often, but likes it whenever she does. Well, hello, Sam's wife. And she feels like the ratchet straps worked perfectly because it got the load to wherever it was going safely. It did. Thank you, Sam's wife. Also, she agrees with Josh that the traffic cones were particularly useful because they had a dual role of helping secure the load and would have made deployment easy in the event of a crash.
0: They like self-deploy in a in a, in a crash.
1: <laughs> she says, "Auto-deploy cones for the win." There it is. Yeah, <laughs> That's... yeah. I mean, I think it's it, they weren't. It wasn't going to fall out though. That's. I'm telling you, it was secure. Okay.
0: Many people have said, can we recreate
1: this? (laughs) I don't think I can because the things that I use to load the truck are all in different places now.
0: Yeah, that's.
1: I I won't need to haul back the same load. So I don't know how I would recreate it.
0: Sure. Yeah. That's what they all say. Back
1: back to business. My mobile radio currently has the antenna on a mag mount on the top of my Tacoma's cab. When I'm not going anywhere height restricted, I feel this works perfect for me. However, I go somewhere height restricted nearly every week and I am always having to crawl up there to remove it. Hey Sam, the bright side is that you remember to remove it. Last week (laughs) That is important, Leia. (laughs) That you don't go into the height restricted place with the antenna on, forgetting until it makes a ping.
0: Until you get that audible
1: announcement. (laughs) Yes.
0: That it has become obstructed
1: there should be some kind of alarm on the car to let you know before then <laughs> i you have to look into that
0: you know what leah i wouldn't be surprised if there is
1: <laughs> all right Last week, I rolled my ankle stepping off the door jamb after standing on it to remove the antenna. Oh, no. It hurt like no one's business, but it wasn't too bad, all things considered. Well, I hope that ankle is healing up well. I feel like it takes me so long to get over ankle sprains now. As a kid, I used to sprain my ankle all the time,
6: mm-hmm.
1: which apparently is also a sign of ADHD. Like that's Because you've got
0: that ADHD walk that you're doing? that Yeah. <laughs> Like trying to maneuver around things, the last second obstructions, and then you inevitably fail and eat it.
1: No, I think it's something about loose ligatures <laughs> or ligaments. Because like you're tied up, ligaments. Okay, yeah. Um, and I used to be able to just ice it, and then within like two days, it was totally fine. But now I feel like I I roll my ankle. And it's like, oh my God.
2: I'm I can't walk. Die. I can't
1: walk right for over a week. It's awful. So I feel your pain, Sam. I, I hope it's much better. Needless to say, I'm now wanting to mount my antenna somewhere a little lower. How much of an impact to receive scent signal strength will there be from mounting it on my hood on a limp mount? or hinge mount, or would mounting it to the end of my bed be better, i.e. a mount that places it essentially directly over one of the rear tail lights on the edge of the bed? I'm leaning towards the Victory 4x4 hood hinge mount as it's only $41 plus tax shipped, mm-hmm. but the bed mounts aren't much more. Most of the options I have found would also require the purchase of an NMO mount and an NMO VHF UHF dual band antenna.
0: So the, the answer is that you're – I can't tell you how much worse it's going to be, right? That's the first thing. It's going to be worse, and it's going to be slightly directional as the cab is going to kind of get in the way a little bit, right, because that's an obstruction. But it's going to save you potentially damaging your truck by sure. the mag mount getting slammed into the roof of your of your cab, I mean, damaging an antenna to me is like, who cares? You know, fifty bucks, fine. I'd rather have that break than it damaged the truck. That's the right. the big one for me. And my wife <clears throat> uh, is mm-hmm. already through a couple of these things. Um, so what i <laughs> what I would recommend is that you do whatever you think is gonna like be. An appropriate option to get you the clearance you need is going to be, I think, the first thing. You mentioned two options which are good. The Isn't
1: there li- another like antenna option that's like less less like rigid that could just kind of be a little more floppy? <laughs>
0: like, yeah, they, they actually do. Uh, they actually have spring spring loaded yeah mounts that you can add to an antenna. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that is an option. You can do that. If you add that spring mount, you will have to retune the antenna because you're you're adding an electrical length of a vertical sure. in the form of a coil. So you'll have to tune around that. But even then, you're still going to have a vertical limit in which you're going to have a problem. I literally had like the lowest profile antenna on the truck possible, mm. and you found that. <laughs> you found it. Congratulations. <laughs> Exploring new ways to, <laughs> to find the breaking point. What you didn't mention, and, and it, because you have a truck, I will mention that there is something called a stake pocket mount. A stake bed is not something that a lot of us use that much anymore. What with about trucks. just the
1: remote control one? Well, we'll
0: get to that. Okay. That's another option too. A stake bed mount is actually kind of um, cool. There's those little square pockets that are on the, the tops of, of truck beds, those are called stake stake pockets or you know stake bed mounts they they make one breed love is the company breed the word breed and love all one word breed love stake pocket mount it's like 50 bucks and they have all the antenna connectors you could want it's not nmo only you mentioned nmo which you won't have to do they have uh, an so what would that be yeah an so 239 connector the only downside with the stake bed is that you then have to fish the coax through the bed, which is not a problem actually in almost any trucks these days. Like they're all passed through now. They're actually really easy to, to pass the coax through there. If you've already plumbed wires through your firewall, then you probably won't have that big a deal plumbing a wire through your coax. For, for your coax, that's probably not a big deal. Leia mentioned the electrical ones, which are actually on a, a a switch. You you flick a switch and then it rotates the antenna up or the antenna down. I know a number of people that uh, there's <coughs> Marty and Rosa that mm-hmm. go to HRO all the time. They they got married at that HRO. They have two of them. They have one on each side of their of their vehicle and they flip mm. them up and down all that stuff. And I always ask Marty – well, I've asked him before. I'm like, hey, how's it working out for you? He's like, they work great so long as you remember to switch them. (laughs) Marty's a very energetic guy. He's a great guy. And I'm like, yeah, I guess that's true. Like if you don't actually switch it, it's not going to switch itself down. Right. And then where are we going to be at Is
1: there just like a motion sensor switch?
0: A mo- no, motions would be – motion sensing switch would be bad in this case.
1: Not motion sense. Proximity but, switch. Yeah, yeah proximity there is
0: actually – I just found one. That, um, that'd
1: that be the best they're thing. They're for
0: commercial semi-trucks and heavy machinery. Okay. But you could potentially modify one of them. Yeah. And they're not – it's more than your antenna system and mounting system combined. But yes, you could potentially have – But
1: think a, about the ease.
0: Well, I, I'm sure you could wire it in a way that it would flip the uh, – the articulator down. Yeah. But you could at least have a display that tells you that you're in an area that's too short, too low. Yeah. Like have an alarm that goes off.
1: Yeah. This is great. I mean, maybe just make it do it on its own. Automate it. Like your headlamps or your headlights. <laughs> you know?
0: I do have an automated headlamp. It's an auto-dimming yeah. headlamp. See?
1: That's... Come on.
0: I don't use that much anymore. It's too heavy.
1: All I'm saying is Mm -hmm. just get that.
0: All you're saying. Yeah. (laughs) Get the $300 proximity (laughs) sensor and also the articulating arm. Mm -hmm. Figure out how to wire them together. Mm -hmm. And there you go.
2: Yeah. Problem
0: solved. Bob's your uncle. Bob's your (laughs) uncle. Bob is uh, actually at the HRO. Yeah. Contact him directly for some of the parts you need.
1: All right, well Sam continues. Thanks for the help and hope you guys have a good Christmas. Can't wait to watch the Christmas light antenna live stream. Well, thank you so much Sam. Thank you. Have a good Christmas as well. And that's from Sam KK7KDT. Thank you, Sam. The next email is titled CW Corner and Andor HF Privileges. Okay. And this comes from Nick, our VE Team lead. Okay. Over at Wonderful. HRCC. Yeah.
0: Thank you for your email earlier, too.
1: Just so you know, technicians have HF privileges using CW. They do. Sounds like Leia has two choices learn CW or upgrade to general. Which path will you take? Thanks for what you both do, 73 Nick N1 CCK. Ooh, he's got Hamshack hotline contacts and everything. I'm not going to go through his whole signature. Sure. Uh, But apparently Josh is making me do both. So here we are. That's right. And now it's time. Okay. The last email is titled, Amateur Radio in Disasters and Potential Segment Idea. And this comes from Matthew. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait. Oh, Tyler. <laughs> How
2: did you get to Matthew? <laughs> so weird.
1: Uh, there's a different name that shows up on the email than the signature. Hi again, Leia and Josh. I hope everything is going well as you prepare for the holidays and recover from puke-mageddon. <sighs> Oh, boy, howdy. Yeah. I imagine Leia walking around with her feet jammed in construction cones to avoid contamination. Listen, I'm pretty sure I also (laughs) got norovirus. (laughs) I had, like, nausea, um, headaches. Uh, I didn't... I had other GI issues. Um, Extreme fatigue. And then I got pains in my lower... Uh, left back mm-hmm. and it was really hurty <laughs> yeah. it's much better now but uh, it hurts so much and I'm not somebody who loves going to the doctor but I had basically contacted Kaiser and was like so this is happening and they're like okay well we're gonna schedule for you an ultrasound mm-hmm. the orders going in um, you need to come in for, cause I do phone appointments whenever I can. Right. Of course. And the doctor's this is not like, one of those things we can do over the phone. Yeah. <laughs> the doctor's like, uh, this typically we would need to see you in person. <laughs> and then right. I'm like, but you would see me in person and just have to run labs anyway. So why don't we skip over the, you needing to see me in person, Right. order what you need to order. Right. No, and I then if there's anything wrong, you'll call me back.
0: Right. No, I, everything you did, I would have done. Like, let's yeah. do the phone console. But now, I'm not, and now I'm not
1: going to do any of it because <laughs> it doesn't hurt that much anymore. That
0: much. It yeah. still hurts, though.
1: I mean, like, if you kind of, like, well, push on some, it, you, it's, like, tender. The appointment's
0: dollar. there. The appointment's there. So if you just want to, like, leave it and see how you're doing, don't yeah. just cancel tomorrow.
1: I'm, I don't have to cancel anything. It's, like, forever in the future. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't need the construction cones to avoid contamination of myself. I was contaminated. Ben was spared. My kid's immune system rock solid, I guess. I didn't
0: really get anything.
1: I don't know. I think maybe yesterday you were fighting something because you were like really knocked out.
0: I was just tired. Oh, fair. I was just exhausted.
1: Anywho, I just finished listening to last week's podcast covering a Obama's ham shack from the Netflix movie, leave the world behind. And I thought it was timely as we just had a disaster here in my city. Mm. Two weeks ago, we were hit by severe weather and a large tornado here in Clarksville, Tennessee. Wow. During the day of the tornado, I, along with our club's other members, passed real time traffic on our Aries net to inform of deteriorating, deteriorating conditions, tornado touchdown and post storm recovery. Wow, that's amazing. Your club is doing so much good in your community. Our club did a great job of passing info throughout and helped a couple of members get their stations back online when towers and or antennas got taken out by high winds. That leads me to my next point. Active and regular participation in a club weekly or monthly helps others know who you are and if you are in need after a disaster, you'll have a group of friends and fellow hams ready to help. It's hard to get that way if you only lurk. Mm-hmm. Very, very good point.
0: Well said. I, I, and it's a point that is deserves to be repeated over and over again.
1: And I, I think we've talked about a lot that community involvement is not just good for yourself. It's good for being ambassadors, ambassadors of ham radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also they say that the big thing about blue zones is for the you know living over a hundred years old on average in communities blue zones
0: i'm what's a blue zone go ahead so it's, comu- it's,
1: it's communities where the people on average live to be over a hundred okay, so there's a blue zone in uh japan okay uh in the Mediterranean, sure. Uh, there's one in California.
0: Anywhere a book came out about a diet? No. <laughs> there's no. the Okinawan diet? There's the Mediterranean diet? Well,
1: the books came after they zones. were identified as blue zones because people wanted to latch on to whatever that thing was. There you go, was. explaining the joke again. And <laughs> in California, it's Loma Linda.
0: Really? Yes. It's because of the Loma Linda Hospital.
1: Uh, I think it's the Seventh Day Adventists.
0: <gasps> also, they live a long time. Yeah, well, a very clean diet.
1: yeah, so there's there's diet. But what they found is the other factor is how much of uh, a social community people live in. How much time are people spending with people outside of their homes? Mm. I and can it, see that. Yeah, that that gives people the will to live. <laughs> right. It's <laughs>
0: your eyes got real crazy when you said that
1: well i mean some of these diets if you had to live on them like in perpetuity
0: you know you know what i'll just i'll
1: just die i mean it might seem a little bit abysmal but
0: i'm a i'm a, a fish every couple of weeks yeah like fit kind of guy i'm not a fish every meal kind of guy
1: But it's much easier if the people that are around you are similarly valued, Mm -hmm. right? And if you're living in America, especially, um, and other parts of the world where you have a more melting pot situation, Mm. a ham club is probably one of the best ways you're going to find similarly valued people. Okay. You know, that share your interests. share, you know, a similar lifestyle. And hey, if you get, you know, some soda and POTA activities going, now you guys are being active, you're being social. And then maybe eat some more fish or something. And there you go. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> like, Leia said eat fish. I'm having fish sticks for breakfast, lunch, and dinner.
1: Oh, not fried fish.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: And nuts. Eat nuts. Apparently that's important. And then if you're going to eat, like, cheese, it should come from a goat
0: That's you know. As always, I just like to say, (laughs) put some thieves oil on it. Yeah, (laughs) can't be bad.
1: You know, it's funny because I do have thieves oil. I I know I had supported one of my friends who was doing Young Living or something, and got the starter kit Mm -hmm. that has all of the most popular things in it. Thieves oil is one of the oils I use the least. What? Yeah, but you know what? I'm gonna leave it for you. I'm gonna find that thieves oil. I'm gonna give it to you. There is one and then you
0: can have it. There is one. This is adjacent to mm-hmm. the the oils, the essential mm-hmm. oils that I found is actually very effective. Propolis. B propolis. B glue. It's basically B glue.
1: You take B propolis? No, no, I don't oh. take it. Okay, let me. You ingest B propolis? No. No. <laughs>
0: no. Let me explain. So bees, among many of the things they regurgitate, one of the things they make is this glue. It's yeah. the glue that helps hold their I hive. Know,
1: I have taken bee propolis.
0: So this is a podcast. Mm-hmm. We could just turn off the microphones and talk to each
2: other <laughs>
0: and not explain anything <laughs> to anyone. And we're all just going to be <laughs> simpatico. But uh, welcome to this thing we've been doing for a couple of years where we talk into the microphones to people. For those that don't know... Propolis is bee glue. And I have found, particularly if I get a wound on my hands, like a deeper cut, Mm -hmm. that um, if you hold it closed, like what I would normally use super glue on, Mm -hmm. like I'm borderline probably go to the doctors and get a stitch. Yeah. Hit it, close it, hit it with the propolis instead of using the, um, the super glue. You got to hold it close for a couple minutes. Let it dry. Hit it again. Hit it with a couple layers. Then bandage it. Mm-hmm. It heals fast.
1: How much is that? Is the b propolis, and not just you smacking your finger over and over again, <laughs> your your injury because <laughs> you keep hitting it. Oh. <laughs>
0: no so i i did go
1: is the violence a necessary part of the healing i I did go
0: i did go i wouldn't call it crazy but i did go semi crazy where i was like i know that all these people with the oils they're always buying these like rollerball applicators Mm -hmm. so i bought a couple of those rollerball applicators and i put the propolis i
1: have a bunch of them
0: Okay, well, now I know. But the, the <laughs> propolis, propolis goes a long way. Like, you just need a tiny mm-hmm. little boy. So I have, like, a couple of them in different first aid kits now. And with the kids, it doesn't sting. Mm. And it holds the wound closed, and it's actually a good little seal that you – like, a natural seal that you put on a wound, whether it's just a scrape, an abrasion. And then they start
1: licking it because it's sweet?
0: No, it's not It's not sweet at all. It's actually very bitter. And
1: then they're like, That was Daddy. one of the first things
0: I had to do is I had to, like, taste it a little bit. It's very bitter. Daddy, um,
1: more glue candy, please. Yeah, my, I can't <laughs> talk out
0: of my teeth anymore. But boy, is this good! It, it, it's actually pretty good. Like that's a natural thing that I could totally be like, "Yeah, this is this is good for wound stuff." Um, anyway, there's Naturally, there's been, there's
1: been has thieves oil in it.
0: <laughs> Bees, the biggest natural thieves. <laughs> They're always be out there stealing the pollen <laughs> and the nectar of flowers.
1: Well. Tyler continues, your discussion of leave the world behind jumped out at me because of our recent disaster, but also reminded me that it may be fun to occasionally include a segment covering amateur radio in fiction of any kind. My kids, 11, 9, and 5, oh, you have a similar spread to our kids, mm-hmm. have never shown a regular interest in my radio stuff until it comes up in movies or books. One book that came to mind was the David Cops Aurora which covers modern day Carrington event and ham radio plays a role along with prepping. I thought an occasional segment topic like this might also help cue other folks who are lose, are looking for ways to pique interest in others aside from climbing up on the roof with me and checking out this yaggy. <laughs> there you go. And he has provided a link to Aurora, the novel. I will drop that in the show notes. And he signs off all the best from Tennessee, KQ4BZN Tyler. Thank you for that book recommendation.
0: There might be a couple of Auroras out there in book form. So I will yeah, wait I to will, see. Yeah, I will. Oh, David. Okay. So it's not like, are you a cop, David? K O E. Would that be co ops? No, it's cop. It, or it's cope. Cope. It, it might okay. be cope.
1: Maybe. Uh, So you're talking about maybe starting a HRCC media club. A book club? Each week we review a piece of media, whether it be a movie, TV show, or book.
0: There's just not enough. Like time. Ham radio. There's yes, <laughs> there's
1: just not enough. I take
0: back everything time. I say, and that's the right answer. But there isn't enough amateur radio like in the zeitgeist.
1: Listen, Josh is not going to have a lot of time once the Warhammer 40k movie oh, comes not. out.
0: Podcast like- is going to turn into. <laughs> I am so pumped.
1: Actually, Josh and I did talk about how he should. Just do uh, videos about I'm like going to do yeah yeah. There there
0: there are a number of hamshacks that have been in popular media that could use a treatment like I did on on Leave the World Behind, and I I will I will do that again. So
1: Tyler, you might be getting what you're asking for.
0: But let me tell you how excited I am about <laughs> Henry Cavill's future adventure. Not only is Games Workshop on board for him to use the Warhammer 40k license. It's now being worked by Amazon.
1: Oh, I do love I Amazon am Productions.
0: Pumped on this. The only thing that gives me any kind of fright is what it's going to be about.
1: Well, it turns out it's about Warhammer 40K. I understand,
0: but the <laughs> the the lore of Warhammer 40K is so deep. This was also in an after chat where I I think I talked almost nonstop for 30 to 45 minutes about just what the Primarchs are in trying to explain what a Primarch is. Which What's is, a Primarch? It's, it's a demigod, basically. Okay. The, the, the,
1: so it's like a Hercules.
0: The god emperor of Hercules. humanity. Hercules. The god emperor of the humanity who you never really understand the origin of, but it's just been this person that has existed throughout time and eventually becomes the leader of all man. He is pro-science. He's also super educated, super powerful and came up with the way to generate humans and the first 13 i think is it's either 12 or 13 i think it's 13 and there's one primarch that's like been written out of history he created these demigods that are just the epitome of of everything that could be created with science right okay and the lords of chaos <laughs> that are basically the intergalactic space demons uh collected them stole them from the emperor and scattered them throughout the universe Mm -hmm. and then the god king of the the world went on an expedition to find and bring all the brothers back together the primarchs and he gave an army to each one of them and every one of their armies is based off of the characteristics of how is
1: this not the the story of zeus's children
0: It, it kind of is it kind of is but at the time that this happens, like humanity has spread throughout the cosmos, like this is well into the future. Like this is this is before Warhammer 40k in the sense that we know it as the tabletop game. But without explaining the Primarchs and a lot of this backstory, like why is the Emperor strapped into a throne that he can't ever leave, and why is he a zombie corpse that isn't really alive? Like no one's really gonna understand. Why is Horus not around? Why are are some of these Primarchs actually those space demons that we talked about that are bad guys? Like there's so many things, and we're going to stop at this point. I'm not going to go any further because I can literally talk for hours on this. But um, let me just say, Warhammer 40K, you don't have to play the tabletop game. If you like hard, grim, dark sci-fi where everyone loses and there is no winner, Warhammer's for you, man. (laughs) It's good. It's real good. All right. That's I think we'll leave it. Lay, any, uh any final things you'd like to mention?
1: I just hope everybody has a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you celebrate during the month of December. I hope that it's lovely and I think full of some kind of light. That's, <laughs> I think that's the... Running theme through the multitude of cultural holidays. Yeah, I, I, I think it. You know, a uh, Diwali. That's enough. Diwali. Yeah. yeah.
0: We, we always try and talk about how thankful we are for things like during Thanksgiving. I feel like I'm never fully in the thankful mode until I hit Christmas. Mm. Like I feel like I'm, I'm forced to be thankful in Thanksgiving. Like it comes mm. on too strong. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been this you like it's up.
1: Like straight up in your name. God.
0: Yeah, and, then, and, and, there's, the and, and there's no buildup. There's no decorations that get set up really anymore for Thanksgiving. It yeah. just kind of like hits you one day and you're like, you better be thankful. What is it? And you're like, you're, you're putting me on the spot, you know, like we're we're the girlfriend, we're in a video, we'll, we'll put the boyfriend on the spot. It's like, mm-hmm. name any woman. <laughs> Do it. Name any woman. Right now, name it. So l- when we get to this point, I'm, you know, real, f- you know, thankful for family and my friends and then this entire community. The HRCC community has just been amazing. I've been getting all kinds of direct messages from newcomers to the Discord and people that find the videos. And they're just like so many nice words have been sent and so many thanks for you know being able to help people. And that's you know in some part to me, you know making the videos and whatnot. But the HRCC community, particularly like the Discord, all the people that are actually the ones that run it, all the admins that continue to make it a nice place to be and hang out and get your questions answered like there's nothing like this community in amateur radio from my point of view it just it just doesn't exist anywhere and
1: it's all because of you guys and it is
0: it's all because of the the time the commitment that you put in to email us to send the voicemails to to comment on the discord to be active in our nets and do all those things you do
1: thank you for just it's
0: yeah I can't say enough nice things about it. It's crazy. It's it's crazy where we've where we started and where we're at. It's just it's amazing. So thank you everybody. We we really do appreciate you all. It does Thank mean
1: you lot. all for being good and brilliant people. That's right.
0: Yeah. If you can't be brilliant, at least be good. <laughs> I'm glad we're doing that at least. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we appreciate you listening. It really does mean a lot to us. And we'll just say
1: And thank you for having us as a part of your week. Yeah.
0: For all the hours that you yes. have to listen to us. So, with that
1: said, 73. 73.